walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kyle. The hardest part of the ring. How are we doing today, folks? You ready for some uh, 2003 Ring of Honor. Are you ready for Brian Danielson and AJ Styles kicking the living dog shit out of each other? Are you ready for the Briscoes aligning with Jim Cornette? Are you ready? Are you ready for Teddy Hart puking off a cage? Well, if you're ready for all three of those things specifically, if that's what you're thirsty for, Daddy's got you here today because we're talking about Ring of Honor main event spectacles 2003. And what a show. What a, what a spectacle it was as per advertise. You can't sue him for slander. That's for sure. Um, We got we get we get into a lot of stuff here. We got a great show ahead of you. So I'll keep this short and sweet, but just want to lay this out here. Maybe the maybe the. Maybe the best Ring of Honor show up to this point. I don't know. I'd have to re- I'd, I'd, I'd have to review the tape. But you got a lot. The, the show is just paced well. You got a little bit of everything. You got your. We got a scramble cage match, which is insanity with a lot to get into there. There's like eight or ten guys, whatever it was, just jumping off cages, landing on their heads, fucking bleeding everywhere, puking everywhere. And you got, you know, the good work rate stuff with the Field of Honor. We got a fantastic match between Homicide and BJ Whitmer. Definitely the best BJ Whitmer match um, that at least I've seen so far. And then, like I said, you got Brian Danielson, AJ Styles in the main event for the number one contendership. We got a four-way, maybe the most star-studded four-way that Ring of Honor has put on at this point. Tag team title implications all over the show. Jim Cornette's here. Nigel McGinnis is back. Like, good googly moogly. What more could you ask for from Ring of Honor? I'm just, I'm just raring to go here. So let's get right into it. But first, I got to give a shout out, Ski, to my three beautiful, beautiful guests from this show. Representing the Shining Wizards Network, specifically from the ROH Revelry podcast. High five, Tom, Will, and Brundon, all hopping inside me to cover some Ring of Honor today. <laughs> uh, the ROH, I mean, the Shining Wizards Network, they got a whole cast of characters, such an amazing collection of different podcasts. Obviously, you have the Shining Wizards, 
who I've had Matt on several times on this podcast. You got the Year of Duke and Rogue, of course. Again, former guests of the Apron Bump. Tots Pod, 30 Screams or Less. A A ton of variety on the Shining Wizards Network. And you can go to wherever you listen to podcasts. Search out the Shining Wizards Network or just check out the description. All that info will be there for you. But ROH Reverie specifically, hosted by High Five Tom. They uh, they basically go 10 years in the past from the day they record and cover an old Ring of Honor show. Now, they do retro Ring of Honor, but they're a little bit more modern than I am. So they're like 2013, stuff like that. And there's a lot of interesting stuff happening. It was a weird era for Ring of Honor, but there's some good stuff and there's some bad stuff. But if you like Ring of Honor, which you hit play on this episode, I assume you at least tolerate it. Go check out. ROH Revelry presented by the Shining Wizards Network. All that info will be in the description below. Great podcast, very entertaining. Just a pleasant group of of folks is all I could really say. Just a pleasure to listen to. And you will find that out on this upcoming episode. Um Apron Bump. Make sure to follow me at Apron Bump on X, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, UJIS, all that stuff. If you like Ring of Honor, by the way, if you don't get enough from this episode, if you don't get enough from the ROH Revelry podcast, hey, you want to listen to all of the Ring of Honor shows from the very beginning, every single show, well, go to apronbump.com, go to the episodes tab, and select Ring of Honor, and that'll bring you to all of the Ring of Honor shows that I've covered, which is every single one since the very beginning, an era of honor begins. Back in February of 2002, all the way up to now, November of 03. Always a, there's a lot of good, a lot of bad, but it's always wearing baggy metallic pants because it's, you know, early 2000s indie. So uh, do that. I've babbled enough. Let's get to the show. Ring of Honor, main event spectacles, 2003, with myself and Tom, Will, and Brunden from the ROH Revelry podcast no I'm, I'm the same i'm on the same boat with you guys don't worry I, I just started um i think it was your latest episode i'm like halfway through it all right so well, sure. graham's a good dude i like graham yeah yeah except for the fact he hates big lebowski that hurt well i mean he hates Alex <laughs> too so well th- so does everybody else on your oh, podcast boy. i was hoping you wouldn't ask me about the olives <laughs> You're not. You're, 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 you're gonna leave the room when you get my opinion. If you think I hate trains, let me tell you about my opinion on olives. Uh, that's a, yeah. Well, the wizards ask everyone who's if they've ever shit their pants. And I think everything's gonna be if you like olives. So, well, when when Will gets here, that's the first thing I'm gonna ask him is when was the last time he shit his pants, just to make him feel at home. Ah, there we go. Hey, what's up, Will? When's the last time you shit your pants? <laughs> I've had some close calls recently, but it's been a while. And I'm glad Tom didn't say anything too inflammatory because I was sitting here for a couple minutes <laughs> waiting. Oh, I guess because they can't see. I, I saw you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I haven't really. I, I, I coughed earlier this morning and I felt it prairie dog out of me. But um, I, oh, no. I haven't done a full on shit in a long time. So I've had to but, push it back in a couple of times. Push it back like, in, it like with your fingers? Really close. Like, like reach in, in there and pet it back in? No, 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 but like stand oh. there and clench. Like, oh. all right, this, this might go, Oof. but let me stand here. It might be good now. 
I'm like well, too the, the other day I had to do the airdrop. I had to like I had to like throw my ass into the bathroom and I threw myself like ass first and I'm like I hope I hope I make it. <laughs> Damn. Call that an airdrop, huh? That's what we call it in the biz. Oh, uh, not nothing but net. It was perfect. It's <laughs> <laughs> impressive. That should be on uh, ESPN. I'd watch yeah. that. Well, speaking of tight spinkers. At least spinkers, one of them, like ESPN 9. Did you guys know that the Ocho is a real channel now? Like from Dodgeball? I'm not surprised. That's an ESPN one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was originally just from the movie Dodgeball, but now it's a. I just yeah. saw a few. They, were, they had the Tetris World Championship on there. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm not kidding. It's. I can't imagine. I'm, I'm hooked in now. I'm going to go see what's on after we do this. Got to be something good, right? I, uh, I keep pushing wherever I work to have like a company cornhole team because I'm like, hmm. if cornhole can make it on ESPN, I have a chance. <laughs> I always see it like at restaurants and bars and stuff. It's it's always on the table. I guess yeah. people are hungry. To, I, mean, I guess it's a good bar like while you're drinking, just in the background kind of thing. Well, it's better yeah. than axe throwing. Have you guys ever done the axe throwing in a bar? I sir, not at I a bar. Fair. I ha- I've gone to a place and done it. It's like, yeah, who thought, who thought it was a good idea to combine axes and alcohol? But... <laughs> that's, I, th- I thought it was a straight-up Wisconsin thing, but no, it looks like it's national. So. Yeah, we, we got it in Virginia, too. Yeah, that's one of those things you do one time, and you're like, I'm set forever, I think. Yeah. After. Yeah, I definitely felt it the day afterwards. <laughs> Did you get hit with an axe? No, no, but throwing, pro- throwing axes for about an hour when you don't do anything yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, it adds I up. Can- you know, I, I was pretty sure I was not a Viking, but after x I kind of confirmed I'm definitely not a Viking. Boat, so. <laughs> I did oh, use the tomahawks, though. I didn't go for, like, the big axes. Oh, we got to go yeah. big, man. <laughs> I, do, I did a few times, but I like throwing the tomahawks and just hitting the target. I guess. I guess that's why yeah. you go. There was one, um, I threw an axe and it bounced back at me, and my wife hid behind me as if I could just... As if, I'm, as if I don't also get hurt by axes. So that's where we're at. Um, that's awesome. Do you have any kids, Kyle? Uh, I do not. I have two cats, which is the same, I think. Right, yeah, same boat here, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah Will's got two cats. And... Do we all have cats? Nah, I have a dog and a kid. All right, how do we kick people from the room so we can just... I had cats, if that helps. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you can talk about <laughs> my your My wife's allergic. It's my wife or the cats, and yeah. She'll be fine. She'll have it's, the kids. It's all right. Brendan, Brendan, uh, Brendan's a cat. It'll make sense on Saturday when our episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I don't even want the context. He's just a cat in my eyes now. Neither do I, so this should be good. <laughs> well... I, I was I was firing on all cylinders on Saturday or on uh, Tuesday, so <laughs> I was not. So it was kind of ironic. I was just like, "Fuck this! This is stupid." That's why I, you guys I, are a good yeah. team? Yeah, what yeah. a tease! Now you got me itching to to listen. That's, yeah, that's... and then uh, well, yeah, and then last night I was at Miller Park till one o'clock setting up this concert. So, mm. <sighs> what concert? Pink is coming to Milwaukee. Ooh, what's your favorite? Pink? Yeah. Top top ten Pink songs go. I don't know if I go top ten, but that that one's really good. I mean, look, the party started song is really good. Ah, uh, yeah. The Give me a reason song is really good. Like I know, yeah, that with that one guy. I don't I know, know if I can name ten at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't either. I know that's I, probably I, the worst Aerosmith song is Pink. That's something. All right. Yeah. All right. We could just have a Pink podcast actually instead of Ring of Honor. <laughs> pink and Cats. Yeah. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Uh, there's there's Pink Mass, the gore, the porno grind band. 
That sounds oh. made up, but I'm with it. Oh, no, they, they hit Ralph's Rock Diner in Worcester every pretty much every year. All, all of these things you're saying sound made up, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Will's well, got definitely got his finger on the pulse, so. Well, we all got our fingers on the pulse of 2000, 2003 Ring of Honor. At least I hope we do. Yeah. Main event spectacles. I'm not going to lie, my ass is a little chapped because this, this show is way better than shit Tom's got me watching right now. So thanks, <laughs> thanks Kyle. I appreciate that. Yeah, because you're talking about, isn't, uh, what's Scrum, not Scrum, what's the scum. stupid, Scum. That's scum. that's we're, around the time I checked like, out of Ring of we're, Honor. We're, we're in like that, that post-nut clarity of Scum right now where there's really nothing going on because it's like that was the only story they were really working on. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Yeah, like, yeah, there's no scum. It's like, all right, so what do you got? Ah, uh, we got a clip show next week. Uh, <laughs> Here's Roddy Strongest Champion, huh? That's yeah. fun, right? Which I guess it was, yeah. but I take it at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Personality, so Mr. Roddy versus the world. If I do say so myself. Yeah, we're almost at Roddy. We're almost at Roddy uh, era. I got my uh, John Cena shirt on. I saw that. <laughs> it's actually the Brian Danielson T-shirt. Yeah, that's true. As as well as this one, nice. I mean, I mean, we'll get into it, but that motherfucker's not aged a goddamn bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Danielson. Oh yeah. man, he's. I mean, he was looking especially yoked in this show, but yeah, he's still. I mean, yeah. To your point, he's, he's that vegan lifestyle. He might be onto something, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Um, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So overall thoughts, I assume everybody had the chance to uh, check out the show. We'll, we'll obviously dive into all the matches and stuff, but just overall. So, it, so that, I told Tom I'm I'm salty because I I just had the main event left, and I was supposed to be out of work mm-hmm. at 2.30 today, and I didn't get out until 5 o'clock. Oh, <laughs> damn. It's okay. It's, it's so a good match. It's a these, great match. These um, schmucks that I work with. You, you couldn't I, just tell uh, them for, you had AJ the, Styles and Brian Danielson to watch? You couldn't just be like, hey, guys, I, I, I wish that would work. I, I wish that would work. I, I got up to the point where the camera zooms in on Danielson's knee being busted open from the, the barricade. Ooh, that barricade, man, over the years, that uh, that's hurt a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. where, were, where were you sitting, Brandon? I was uh, third row behind the hard cam. Okay. Yeah. Right, because you were at the show. The show, I right? was. Yeah, I was at nearly every single show they had at the Brexplex. Really? Yeah, so it was pretty uh pretty nifty. Yeah, because I was gonna I So was Danielson gonna... yelling at you? No, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> die! Die No, that was um Punk he was yelling at. There was a fan yelling oh, at Oh that guy. I have it in my notes. No, 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 oh my god, wait, was that that bald guy? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's check it out, man. What's his name? Uh Nick Nick Numbers or something like that. I actually remember that guy. Touch grass in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, Brendan. So you were at the show. How had the atmosphere felt like it was something? Like how how did yeah. this show compare to other shows that you went to for Ring of Honor? It was. I mean, like basically every show at the Rexplex was freaking great. Like the yeah. atmosphere there was amazing. The fans were there to have a good time. So that this one was it was certainly no less uh, amazing. So. Yeah, yeah, it was it was damn cool. Yeah, I man. wish that I and the place closed down. Otherwise, they probably could have kept running there because 
like when they started and every show afterwards, they would get bigger and bigger and be their biggest show of ever at that point. Mm-hmm. I think there was either a thousand or twelve hundred people there. Oh. Yeah. So they could pack that place in. It's pretty dense too. So Yeah. It was awesome. It's got a sick name too, the the Rexplex. Like where yeah. you I'm hitting the Rexplex. <laughs> you could watch wrestling and then go next door and play soccer. So yeah. I was gonna say, did anyone ever hit, like do any moves out off the basketball hoop or anything off that? Nah, no, thank. Unfortunately, not. I don't think they even really ever like fought outside of the place. You probably couldn't, because if you fought outside of the place, there'd just be a bunch of people running around and their kids, and you know, lawsuits are coming. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a little missed opportunity that no one ever seems to take advantage of these basketball hoops. All these high school gyms people are wrestling in. Nobody. I mean, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened, but I feel like it doesn't happen I as can, often as you would I think. I can specifically remember Human Tornado. If you guys remember him doing, yes, a, wow, you yeah, sparked a, a memory bat, in my head. Doing a dunk and catching a guy off the rim and her running him. Oh man, whatever happened to that guy? Uh he got sick. I think. Oh really? Might, yeah, I think he got. Real, he might have gotten like hepatitis or something like that. Been one I of those guys. I heard something recently about him making a comeback. I could be completely that would be wrong, awesome. Though. He was great. Okay, it's not the first thing that comes up when you type in human tornado. <laughs> um, yeah, he knocked out the... Candice LeRae one time. PWG, oh, so yes, he did <laughs> for the top of his resume. That's yeah. fun. Um, yeah, he was fucking sick though. A couple matches I saw. Oh, he yeah. was fantastic. Good old Craig Williams. 40 years old, he's still around. I'll, I'll, so. have, to, I'll have to look him up. Yeah. Is he still wrestling? That is a great question. He returned in 2021. Had a nice. It looked like it was just like a one-off thing, though. So I think he's like semi-retired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's still around doing doing stuff. He did nice. some Ring Honor stuff, I believe, at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Probably one of those guys that came in for like a do or die and yeah. Had a couple of matches here and there, or joined the embassy at the end, or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I can get with that. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, so this show. One thing about this show that I really liked is, is that it was pretty light on the backstage segments because in this era, really, I mean, they were never particularly good in Ring of Honor, no matter what era you're in. But it, it was they were pretty light in this show, which I think paced because sometimes I, I sit down and watch a Ring of Honor show in this era, and it just feels like it takes forever to finish. Just because there's so much fluff and filler bullshit, but it was there was actually not that many matches on this card, plus not too many segments, so it felt like every match had time to breathe for the appropriate amount of time. But uh, we do open up the show though with a uh, good old Colt Cabana doing some yoga or meditation backstage yeah. around, in, in like a crowded hallway, by the way, which always these like backstage <laughs> interviews you just hear people talking in the background. Him and CM Punk are talking. It's supposed to be like this real intense like conversation. You said hear people bullshitting like right behind the camera. I mean, any 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 thoughts on this opening segment here with the Second City Saints or just kind of just um, the production in general, I guess? Well, I do oh, yeah. want to mention that Cole Cabana is wearing a University of Wisconsin Whitewater T-shirt in this promo, uh, oh. which is right down the road. A lot of kids I went to high school with went to college there. And uh, 96, 97, the Packers were really good. They would riot after every single Packer win. Um, animals. It was it was, it was that kind of uh, college. Um, but yeah, that was a big thing. And obviously, you know, Punk wants uh, wants him to beat Danny Moff, who uh, also in turn, I don't mean to bulger out the whole thing, was uh, the first person to ever follow me on Twitter. 
Nice. <laughs> really? Yeah. Not somebody I know, just, just randomly Danny Mox. So. No, and, and you, you support everything he's done in his life. I get it. I get it. Well, um, not, <laughs> not everything. Um, uh, we'll he did just do XPW, so not everything. Ah, uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Man, I got to watch some XPW sometime. I, uh, nice. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I was a little bummed only because, like, this is my first time seeing, like, the Second City Saints, like, kind of like in that time period like i've seen cole cabana mm-hmm. later and i saw cm punk through like the wwe cw and like the wwe runs and then like aw so to kind of see that and just know it's like damn these two used to be like besties the best friends right and to know now it's like damn they probably like who because uh, I, I don't need to know because it's none of my business but it's like i kind of want to know it's like i hope they like patch things up or like find some way to because it's like Mm-hmm. it's your boy and to know it's like damn 10 years ago it's like you're you're basically opening the show right and now it's like 20 years later and it's like oh yeah they probably hate each other now yeah <laughs> yeah um, were there it was i mean it was just they were just the two of them were the second city saints it wasn't like a whole faction uh, a steel was also in the oh, second right. city saints yeah and uh yeah. actually r.i.p uh daphne for a while too yeah, yeah. Yeah, she Lucy, punk's manager, she Lucy. That's right. Until uh, she got taken out, mysteriously attacked, and we still yes. don't know who attacked. I don't know if that ever reaches a conclusion. I don't really care if it does. Honestly, they push it so hard, nobody gives a shit. But um, so, so that's cool. So that's who Lucy was because I was trying to Google as I went through the show, like the people who I didn't recognize or like the names I didn't know. It's like, do I know these people under a different name? And I heard Lucy get brought up a couple times, so yeah, I, right. I, that is one I forgot to look up. Yeah, because Danny Moff's in the prophecy, I believe, at this point, or was yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's he's like a hired yeah. gun for the prophecy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, after so normally I wouldn't bring up any of the dark matches, but uh, Brendan, you were there, so I'm, I'm I just gonna was. I'm gonna rattle them off, and you yes. just hit me up with any memories you have of any of these uh, illustrious names here. So we got Louis Ortiz versus Jose Perez. I do not remember either <laughs> one of these guys. You're telling me Louis Ortiz and Jose Perez didn't make a lasting impression on you at the no, Rexplex? unfortunately. Louis Ortiz looks like he did nothing. I got it up on cage match now. And yeah, and Jose Perez, nothing either. What about Grim Reefer? Any thoughts on the, on, on the Reef? Oh, I love Grim Reefer. I actually still watch him. He still wrestles to this day. He's uh, really, yeah. He's a local New Japan or not New Japan, New York guy. <laughs> yeah, not even tomato, close. tomato. <laughs> so he came out of that like homicide, low key hit squad crew, right? In, like the late nineties, early two thousands. He was okay. good. He just yeah, never really still, uh, made it. He's still in. G- he does a GCW a lot now. Yeah, think, he too. does GCW, JCW. He legit wrestles with a blunt in his mouth every match lights it up does you know her canranas with it on brand yeah it's uh pretty crazy is he still teaming with slick wagner brown no thankfully uh <laughs> i believe slick wagner brown you guys just had slick wagner brown on uh a 2013 show right i think no? i heard him brought up yeah. in the podcast i i'm pretty sure at one point or maybe that was a shining wizards podcast i don't 
first of all, one sketch. of yeah, um, it was one of the two. But uh, I'm surprised he, he got brought up anywhere else but here, where he's yeah, in a dark he, match. Uh, he's famous for uh, unfortunately, I believe, beating his wife, April Hunter. Oh well, that makes yeah. it less enjoyable to watch. <laughs> I was wondering so, why he's not around anymore. I guess yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's probably why. He actually, uh, funny enough, he did a January Fourth New Japan show once. In the oh. real dark ages, when they would only draw like fourteen thousand fans to the dome, but Man. he was on one. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. This week's episode of Ring of Honor Revelry, we've got Bone Saw Brook. That's what I was close to. Again, if, just sounds made up. If Bone Saw is not Macho Man, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh, what? Saw. That's not the Bone Saw I remember. You got three <laughs> minutes of pain. <laughs> Legend. Legend. Yeah. Speaking of legends, we got Diablo Santiago and Omen Tortuga, the Outcast uh, Killers. The Outcast Killers, members of the Embassy. Mm. At least later on, they were the only the one thing I remember about them. They would come out with Lysol spray in front of Prince Nana to sanitize the way. Uh, I see. <laughs> well, they're just jobbers here taking on uh, the like the ninth, ninth and tenth string of Special K. We got Cloudy and Lit. Yeah. Cloudy, uh, Cloudy was pretty good. He he ended up doing a few things. Lit, I don't remember what happened to him. But Special K was like scum light, I think. Like everybody was in it. But it was entertaining. Oh uh, no, it was. They were great. Yes. And we'll I can't I we'll, we'll like talk that. about them a little more later. Yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they 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 I didn't like them at first, but they've grown on me. They've grown yeah. on me for sure. I could see that. So you guys uh you guys familiar with the Field of Honor tournament? No. No. I had to Google that between between mm-hmm. context clues and I had to do a little Wikipedia diving to kind of figure out the kind of like the field of honor tournament and like the like the rankings they were talking about and mm-hmm. like the number one like trophy and stuff like that. So so the top five rankings in the field of honor are separate. So they got the top five rankings is just in general. The field of honor is a eight man tournament that they did this. I don't know if they ever did this again, um, nope. but it was an eight man tournament. Two blocks of four people, round robin, and the winners of each block would face each other in the finals, and we kind of get closer to that in this show. But they've been very vague with the stakes or the, like the prize. In my mind, it's the pure title because they, they, they're always talking about the pure wrestling element of the, this tournament, and so that would be my guess. But otherwise, they're just like, oh, whoever wins this is going to be a main eventer, and they're they're going to be good. It's like, okay, I guess. I don't think they even knew what what was going to happen for this one. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's giving guys stakes. It's giving matches a reason to happen, which I'm all for. So, um, but we got a block B match here to kick off the show. We got Dan Moff versus Colt Cabana. Uh, Colt is boom, 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 boom is two and oh, Moff is one and one. And also BJ Whitmer is two and one. So basically if Moff wins this match, then that'll force a three way tiebreaker. Uh, to determine the winner of this block and shocker moth wins with a brutal burning hammer on Colt Cabana. Um, Although I mean, it was, that was a fun opener. You know, I don't have too much to say about it. And moth is throwing out some pretty stiff suplexes and Colt does the whole dancing spot is they're They're both playing to their strengths in this match, but I thought it was fine for what it was. What would you guys think about this one? That dancing spot has lived in my head since (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the i love the dancing but and this is my first dan moff match i've ever seen so i love really? the the comedic elements of 
Col- of Colt Cabana, though, the dancing bit, the the he's gonna get that handshake one way or another. He's getting that that handshake whether on he him. wants to do it or not. He's gonna get it. It was hand molesting Colt's Dan Moff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The prophecy didn't shake hands, so oh, they hate Moff hands. wasn't gonna give no. it. Yeah, they're anti hands altogether. Yeah. I think is the thing. I don't know how yeah, they, they felt are. about gloves, but no hands for sure. Mm, that's a good question. We need to yeah. ring them up. Yeah, and people forget. I mean, at the end of the day, Cole Cabana can actually really wrestle. Oh yeah, no, he's yeah. great, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but he definitely, in a time in Ring of Honor that it, it, the the rosters is filled with great wrestlers, he did a great job of making himself stand out. I think with all the comedic stuff, it's like really starting to lean into it at this point. Like, I mean, there's Alice in Danger who's with Dan Moff. They're all part of the prophecy. Um, Danger tries to get involved, but Colt like grabs her and starts like. Sam, oh, samba i don't know what kind of dance it is but then his music plays it's a whole thing so it's very entertaining but uh gets dropped on his head for his troubles so yeah. i love danny moff's facial expressions too they were like second to none oh, like when colt grabs him to dance the faces he made were just unbelievable they just made it the match just so much more entertaining <laughs> and it just makes it stand out more because you know ring of honor they have so many matches that are just like straight matches so mm-hmm. Stuff like that makes him really stand out from the pack. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I think the real story here is the aftermath of this match. Boy, howdy. We got Samoa Joe and Jim Cornette, which is just a, a pair that never I never thought a was very, a thing. A very, a very svelte Samoa Joe. Yeah. Blonde, yeah. handsome uh, coming out here. So for context, it was a few shows ago. Uh, in Dayton, I believe Jim Cornette made an appearance and the prophecy made a fool of them. I forget what exactly they did, but they basically either like tripped him up or his his team lost or something. They they basically embarrassed Jim Cornette. So Jim is back to try to get his revenge on the prophecy because Dan Moff is in the ring and he's part of the prophecy. So Smojo, who I guess is like his hired gun, uh, the, the hired gun of Cornette, comes out, beats up Moff. Daniels comes out. They scuffle. Uh, Joe ends up hitting Alice in danger with an STO and uh, <laughs> then Jim Cornette runs off Daniels with, or no, he, he hand, Cornette throws the racket at Joe. Joe catches it and he runs Daniels off at the racket and just seeing Samoa Joe and Jim Cornette in the ring. Joe's holding the rat. Like it's, it's just a crazy visual. Um, but, and then Jim Cornette grabs the mic, basically recaps, you know what I just say. Nobody makes a fool out of me. I'm Jim Cornette. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That, that was Jim, more Jim Ross than anything. But um, God damn. <laughs> triple cheese, motherfucker. <laughs> and the Briscoes come out now. Before this, the few uh, months before this, the Briscoes and Samoa Joe have had issues. Uh, Joe and Jay had a match at the last show. Great match for the world title that Samoa Joe won. And they've had a few other interactions here. So the Briscoes come out to confront Joe. And Cornette's like, all right, Joe, you got it. So he backs away. And then as Joe's back's turned, racket to the back of Joe. Briscoe's gang up on him. They sick Joe like a bunch of dogs. Cornette's still hitting him with the racket. So it is. it seems that uh, Cornette has aligned himself with the Briscoes, which I am all about. Again, just oh, another yeah. crazy, crazy visual of the Briscoes and Cornette. Uh, what do you guys think of this, this whole aftermath here with Cornette and everybody involved? I intend the Briscoes are on my screen. I'm happy. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And listen, with that goddamn racket, like I said, I'm sure it doesn't really hurt. 
that bad. I hope. God damn the, the fucking the verbalization though. I mean, just that crack. Yeah. That was I a mean, real open building too, so there was a lot of echo to uh, crack in. Yeah. Right. And yeah, and this is crazy. That I mean, I mean, Jay and Joel are gonna have the, you know they're destined to fight for another 12, 13 years after this. So, right. um, yeah, yeah it, it was a good time. It was like Cornette with the Briscoes. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone you know was was shocked that you know Mark still had his teeth in his mouth. So, <laughs> yeah, very young looking Briscoes. So, yeah, that, that that jumped out at me later on when uh, at a particular point uh, at the end of the Briscoes match or later in the card, I texted Tom like, "Holy shit, Mark's got his teeth." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Singlets and teeth. Yeah, I thought it was neat because I mean, obviously, again, I'm I'm a huge Briscoes mark too. Like mm-hmm. they, they they have a lot of emotional weight for me, um, and kind of like my relationship with my brother and like our relationship with wrestling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think you know how prophetic a segment Jim Cornette's talking about. You know, heralding in like the stars of the future. And like the future oh, yeah. of this company, and he aligns himself with the Briscoes, who would never leave Ring of Honor, and where he, or as he ditches Samoa Joe, who'd go to Impact. I don't know, however many years later, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. His whole thing here was he doesn't want to because Joe is the world champion at this point, and Cornette's like, I don't want to align with an existing champion. I want to make champions, and at this point, the Briscoes are not the tag team champions foreshadowing um <laughs> they had but, such a great feud the joe and the briscoes too because oh, they would man, have future yeah. tag matches with you know joe and set par- partner versus the briscoes and mm-hmm. just anytime any one of the three or add in partner were in the ring it was just magic right yeah for sure um but more on the briscoes later as they are fighting for the tag team titles against special k but before that we got another tag team match in its own right. We got the Purists, the team of John Walters and Tony Mamaluke versus the team of Xavier and Nigel McGinnis. Who is so this is only Nigel's second Ring of Honor match ever. Okay, that was I was gonna wonder on this. Yeah, because they're talking like Nigel was really new. Yeah, like, he came in, in I would think his original match was in Dayton. He was I think on, so, yeah. that was his first match. And it wasn't even like it was like an HWA showcase. It I was. Remember. Yeah. Um, Andrew McGinnis is really tall. Yes. You don't Does, think so, but... Tony Mamaluke really was pretty short, too, so that helps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the story here is really between Xavier and John Walters, who are on opposing teams here. So Xavier has... Uh, who is kind of a member of the Prophecy at this point. He's kind of got one foot out, one foot in. Um but Xavier has beaten Walters, I think, twice at this point. He beat him in a singles match, and he also beat him in a four-way match. But he's always he's used like low blows and inter- interference to get his wins. And Walters is like the purest of the pure. He's an attack team called the Purists. Oh, I yeah. think it's pretty obvious. But um, uh, so Walters is pissed that Xavier needs to cheat to win, and Xavier's like, "Hey, I'll beat you however you want." So now they have a tag team match where they each get to pick their partner. Obviously, Walters picks his partner, Tony Mamaluke, and Xavier picks who I guess is supposed to be the purest of the pure wrestlers, Nigel McGuinness, which watching this match, you could definitely get that sense because well, obviously we know what Nigel would go on to do. But it's so clear here, even though it's very early on, that Nigel has something special. Now, that was my main takeaway in this match. It was a pretty solid match, but just seeing Nigel just like 
in my opinion, completely outshine everybody. It was a sight to see. What'd you guys think of this one? Oh yeah. I 100% agree. Nigel was definitely the standout. Like the chain wrestling stuff he was doing was top notch. Right. And uh, the only thing I, I'll, I'll say is a uh, Tony Mamaluke. What a great name! It's, it's such a <laughs> such a great name to say. It sounds like a slur. Like the Mamaluke. You know. <laughs> it's better than Tony Marinara. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's that Mamaluke boy doing nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe that's why it's his last name. Um, so Tony, Tony Mama Luke's kind of a pure wrestler too, obviously being with John Walters, I guess I, that kind of, I, maybe I'm just assuming because with the name, he seemed kind of like, more right. Kinky, but. I think that's the idea. Cause early, early ring of honor, uh, little Guido was there. So they like kind of half did the FBI thing, but they're also like, yeah, no more gimmicks. We're just going to be pure wrestlers. And, but then they kind of reverted to the gimmick, but now, now he's Nunzio. Now he's now Guido's out of here and Mama Luke's is by himself. So now he's back to being the. It's a whole thing. But yeah, he is kind of a pure wrestler. At least it's the presentation attempt, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know. I really like the heel work from Xavier in this match, too. Yeah. He was I agree. he was an underrated heel, I think. I think his his uh title run gets a lot of shit for not being a great title run, but he had a lot of like really great matches and uh mixed in it and you know, the fans mm-hmm. hated him. So he he really did his job well. RIP all yeah, right, man. That's right. Yeah. No, Xavier's think, another guy that's grown on me over time, too. I just, yeah, it's just weird. I just can't imagine he was the one to dethrone Loki, though. I know we're going back here into history, but. All right. <laughs> well, it was kind <laughs> of by nefarious means a little bit. He yeah. used that's a good. cinder block and a chair and the prophecy, well, but yeah, still. That, that'll do it, yeah. <laughs> was he more of a transitional champion then? He had a. I think it was six, seven months he was champ. Yeah. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. Hey, Loki was only champ for maybe like two, three months. And then... Yeah, uh, he only defended it like once or twice, I think. Yeah, something like that. And then, yeah, it went on to Xavier until Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Xavier, to your point, definitely is also a great... Because... It's four guys in here, and it's supposed to be like a pure wrestling match, but Xavier gets tagged in, and he's just clubbing forearms and chops, and he's, like, throwing guys against the barricade. I think it, who is, it's Tony Mamaluke. He, like, picks up on his shoulders and, like, spears into the barricade, which looks just so violent. Um, but uh, Did you guys uh, yep. did you guys know who his uh, his second was? The Who, Lollipop? Yeah, yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on Lollipop? I specifically remember her from uh, TNA as the girl or the one that danced in the cage. And (laughs) when originally when TNA started, they had cage dancers and she was the one that stuck out apparently and then got in a fight with somebody and had her top ripped off on live TV. (laughs) See, this is the in-depth analysis. Yeah, that's right. I was really hoping we would get into the lore of Lollipop, so I'm glad I could have you guys on. Really, hey, really with I, the people. Don't want. ask me what I did yesterday, but ask me about Lollipop from 20 years ago. <laughs> and I, it's somehow I remember. Yeah, I mean, to me, I guess the only like significance is that because Xavier is a part of the prophecy, Alice in Danger is generally the second for prophecy members, but Xavier chose Lollipop instead of her. So it's kind of just furthering the tension between Xavier and the prophecy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's just kind of a whore that's out there. Um, 
But the match, pretty what good, actually. No, yeah. yeah. What would you guys think of uh, Nigel's that weird hammerlock pedigree deal he did, if you caught that? It was like he like got the guy in like a pedigree position, but only hooked one of his arms and like slapped him down like a DDT. Yeah, well, so, uh, in my notes here, I got in the end, Nigel hits a sweet hammerlock DDT. So yeah, Mama, yeah. The, the Mama Luke Spears and Xavier comes in for the sneak pin. Um, Xavier picks yeah, the that bones. A, yeah, that was a sweet fight. I really, I mean, that's just Nigel being Nigel. I mean, he's a bad yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, because I'm only familiar with Nigel, like, in his heel run towards the later half of his run. So here, seeing him, like, very energetic and, like, doing all these fancy moves and the fancy chain wrestling and all the, all the weird moves I've never seen him do before. It's, it's very interesting, but still the charisma comes off even very early on. You can see why he would be like a huge star in Ring of Honor. Yeah. He had that look too, like that just made him look different and stand out. He was a big James, guy too, like you guys said. Yeah, yeah. But James Bond look, so him and Claudio <laughs> definitely kind of got that whole James Bond thing right. going on. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Listen, the ending was fun. Um, and so John Walters, I mean, his whole run's really underrated. So, I mean, John Walters could go. I mean, all four of these guys. I mean, I didn't know. Tony Mamaluke was the one guy I didn't really know much about. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this guy's not bad. Oh, yeah. I thought all guys, all these guys looked good. Yeah, Walters, too, looked really good in this match. And he's yeah. another guy who's like, at first, I was like, the fuck is this guy? Yeah. But he's, he's like, really good. He had a great match with Christopher Daniels at the last show. I mean, he's if he's going to be in that pure division, I'm all for it. Because he fits Yeah, it he was sure. very solid. Yeah. yeah, he looks kind of vanilla, but then you watch kind of like Tracy, uh, hot sauce Tracy Williams now. You like look at him, but then you see him in the right. Like, oh, shit. Um, which makes sense, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, any other thoughts on this match? Xavier gets his third win over Walters and uh, another shitty heel away. So, but any other thoughts on that? It set up something great for the future. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to keep watching, you'll see something uh, pretty amazing pretty soon between the two of them. Feud doesn't end here, that's for sure. Oh, nice. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, in the, also in the future, we got Matt Stryker with a, with a Y, not the teacher. Yeah, not that Matt yeah, Stryker. Not that Matt Stryker. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody always gets confused when I have him on and watch Ring of Honor. It's like, I didn't know Matt Stryker was in Ring of Honor. No, it's not that guy. Um, I did like to lean in. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not the <laughs> he same He looks like guy. just close enough to be like, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah uh, we'll save me the embarrassment by telling him it wasn't the same one so I can take out my notes here of asking about that. So I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't look like the Master Striker I know. So I know right. he wrestled, but. Um, I was writing down the matches and it said Matt Striker, not that Matt Striker. But <laughs> <laughs> um, he's facing off against Justin Credible. Which doesn't feel like anybody have that on your 2003 Ring of Honor (laughs) card. (laughs) He's um he's actually been pretty prevalent because he's a part of the Carnage crew, which we'll see more of later. Um, So these two, if you're gonna slander the Carnage crew, uh, yeah, uh, Carnage crew, Carnage crew was amazing. I don't hold any slander. They're fantastic. We're we're gonna we're gonna touch on that later. I'm gonna have a problem with Tom up here. But yeah. <laughs> oh wait, but so I mean, if we want to start, I'll I'll start this problem right now. Oh. Uh, what's your opinion on olives? Olives <laughs> can eat my dick hole. There we go. Yeah, that's right. The whole hole. Yeah. Whenever I see if hole. I see it on a pizza, I slap whoever bought the pizza. And um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we need to get Kyle and Graham together. So the anti-olive crew. We'll start it. Yeah, we'll start a group <laughs> anti-olives. 
the other AOC. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but no olives here. I don't think. Just, just incredible. Hell yeah. Um. So, but so these guys had a match a few months ago. At this point, that was actually pretty solid. It was more in the realm of just incredible. Like it was like a brawl around the arena. Both guys were busted open. It's actually pretty solid. And it seems like in this rematch here, they were tr- they were going to take it more towards Matt Stryker's wheelhouse, which is more pure wrestling. Like this match, I don't even know if it left the ring at all. If it did, it was very brief. It was very okay. much just a, 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 a meat and potatoes wrestling match. And I feel like it just didn't. To me, it didn't do anything for me. I mean, Matt yeah. Stryker gets the win eventually, which is great. Um, but overall, I, I I was pretty whelmed by this show. What you guys think about it? Or this match? What you guys think about it? I forgot this match even happened. So that shows uh, <laughs> <laughs> that shows a lasting memory. Yeah. I can remember Lollipop for 20 years ago, but I can't remember this. Oh, one. you'll never forget Lollipop. No, never. You know, basically just really two good hands, really kind of going at it. It's really kind of your typical Ring of Honor match. Yeah. Um, I did. Um, did he always come out to prom like when he was in ECW? Yeah, yeah, that was okay. his ECW um, theme as well. Um, but yeah, but cool, uh, Kyle, I do have to give you kudos for the link you sent and for following because obviously, in the honor club, like the music's all cut out, mm, so you would ne- yeah. like, I don't know if you guys have watched any, any old stuff, like it said before Tony Khan fucked it all up and took everything off. Oh, wait, did I say that? I, I did. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be funny because like the, the match would start, but there'd be nothing because they couldn't license the music. Right. So, yeah. So that's just, the whole. I, I, the whole I vibe. really, yeah, I really do enjoy that you uh, sent us something with the with the music on there. But you're welcome. Uh, Crucial. Yeah. No, I just two good hands. It was a super solid match. It was, you know, with everything coming up, it kind of definitely got. I mean, like like Brendan said, I could definitely see forgetting this match. Hmm. Um. But yeah, it, kind of, it, it bothered me a little bit that he won with a with a submission on a body part. He really didn't work over in the match. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, because um, he wins with the, like an Indian death lock type move on the leg, uh, which he calls the striker lock. Of course, very original. Um, <laughs> of course. But yeah, I mean, towards the end of this match, I mean, he got like a couple good false finishes. Like Justin hits a super kick for a two count. Uh, Striker hits his Death Valley driver for a two count. We even get a that's incredible, which I thought would be yeah. the finish, but it was just a two count. So putting over how tough Matt Striker is, I guess, at this point, which is which is fine. But yeah, ultimately, it was uh, forgettable, I guess. Like you guys said, it's probably the main takeaway. Not not offensively bad, was, but just it was fine. It's whatever. Yeah, Striker was one of those guys I feel like they had really high hopes for and this never fully panned out completely. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I like Matt Stryker. I've always described him as a less uh, charismatic version of Brian Danielson. Yes. Yeah. Just um, like they had Brian Danielson there. So it's like it was clear, like the hierarchy between those two. So I think it's probably why he never really got above a certain level. But again, a solid, yeah. pure wrestling, pure division guy. And I, I know I, from what I understand, he has a decent amount of success for the next few years. But um. Good stuff there. But speaking, speaking of guys that had just a little bit of success over the next few years, we have the Briscoes in this next match challenging for the Ring of Honor tag team titles against the champions. Special K, the team of Izzy, uh, Dixie and Izzy. Quick, without looking at your notes, how many Special K guys can you name? I think I could name them all. Do it. Izzy, Dixie, Angel Dust, Hydro, Elax. 
Mikey Whipwreck at one point. Oh. Uh, Cloudy, Cheech, Lit, uh, Brian XL, Slim J. Wow. Um, yeah. And there was probably a bunch of other schmucks around Manager there. References. Slugger, perhaps? Slugger, yes. Yeah. 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 That's very impressive. Man, that head is just <laughs> full, full of useless information, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> you think some guys wow. out there that I forgot about. Brian XL, yeah. man, what a guy. Face Daddy Guerrero Brian XL once. was the original leader, I believe. He was. So, yeah. yeah. Leader. Um, but <laughs> before we even get to the match, commentary is like, Oh, you, you know what Special K was doing on those tag team titles before the show? I, I don't even want to mention it. It was just disgusting. <laughs> First of all, commentary. What are you guys' thoughts on the commentary from this show? If you have any. Was this Gabe at this point? Yes. Or, or one uh, of Chris, Gabe's Chris, uh, fake names? Chris Lovey, as he went by, with yes. Ray Morrow. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was. It used to be awful, like in 02. It's, I don't know if, I'm, if it's getting better or if I'm just getting used to it. But it used to be terrible. It was yeah. helpful for me who doesn't have the knowledge of like a lot right. of what's going on. So like some of the story stuff mm-hmm. they could fill in um, or to kind of help contextualize. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed because I didn't I, when I was watching the main event, I noticed there was nothing. So I don't know if that was if that was like a conscious choice or if that was just an audio issue. Why there wasn't commentary over the main event. Actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they they said on air they were going to go into the crowd and watch the match. So yeah, so yeah, oh, they, I missed that. Yeah, so that, I thought that was really. I got that in my notes. I thought that was actually really cool. They're like, yeah, we're just going to let this match breathe. I was like, oh, you don't hear that. I don't know. If, is that a gimmick they do a lot, Kyle? Or uh, so this is the first time they did it. I know one of the uh, CM Punk Samoa Joe matches they did that. I think um, they did that for uh, Samoa Joe Kenta Kabashi also. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which- it's a unique little twist on it, and I'm all for uh, not hearing Gabe yell in my ear for 30 oh, minutes straight. God. So, try falling asleep listening to one of those ROH shoot interviews, and you're woken up by Gabe screaming at at. Uh, <laughs> they show the highlights after those, and you know it's a Gabe scream. Ugh. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so this match here, Briscoe's special K. My my main takeaway here is like Jim Cornette's obviously with them as they aligned in the beginning of the show. The Briscoes, because before this, I mean, the Briscoes have been the highlight of Ring of Honor up to this point, like by far, in my opinion. Yes. A lot of their matches are very high spot heavy. They're very fast paced, very high flying. And we did get a little bit of that in this match, but there seemed to be like an intensity in the Briscoes that was very striking. I don't know if that's ties in with the Jim Cornette thing or if it just happened to be who they were faced or what it was, but Briscoe's came off like monsters. I thought in this match, it wasn't a particularly long match. I don't think um, no. almost kind of a, uh, a uh, anticlimactic way to win the tag team titles, which they ultimately it do. wasn't even. Yeah. It wasn't even 10 minutes. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and special K just won the tag team titles not too long ago. So it, the tag titles, they have been kind of hot potatoed here in the beginning of its, its uh, lineage here, but Briscoes are here to stay. I mean, I don't know how long this rain in particular lasts, but um, I thought this I'm was a pretty, pretty fun sure match, though. They had a good run. I think that, you know, they I think earlier in the summer, they kind of stepped away for a little while. They did like yes. to try. Yeah, they tried to pursue other things. They were going to play football in college since, you know, they're 
18, mm-hmm. 19 years old at that point. And then they just came back and they found their love for wrestling again. And they, uh, right. It really showed in this match too. Yeah. I think it's really what it needed to be too with, you know, special K just squashing them, showing yeah. that they're the, the superior team. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, styles make fights and these two are so polar opposites. It worked really, really well. And, uh, you know, like you said earlier, Kyle, it's, I mean, you look at these guys and like, these guys are a fucking joke, but these special K kids can fucking go. I, I was can. like, God damn. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a lot of, of them. So I was like, Oh shit. Jesus. As, as yeah, same. Like, I, I was aware of the name, but I hadn't seen anything from them. I mean, I, I just want to jump back to like the, the, the kind of backstage bit where they showed them like on the bus, mm. like they, like they were like there's people who were like we got a party and like guys we're we're fighting the briscoes like this isn't good mm-hmm. like <laughs> and i i swear to god he he wasn't listed as a member but jay lethal was on that bus i'm not crazy right hydro hydro by yeah oh so yeah. that's who hydro is yes pretty much uh you guys know uh jersey pro uh, jersey pro wrestler or jersey all pro wrestling heard of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah basically like all their trainees or little guys became like special k so like all of these guys came up through jersey all pro and basically were thrown together and kind of like a spirit squad in a way so, yeah. yeah see i didn't know that so i was looking at the list i'm like Jay Lethal's not listed here, but I swear to God, Jay Lethal's on that bus. <laughs> you were correct, sir. Yeah, going by yeah. Hydro. And it's so clear how much, like, I don't know if you, I don't know if it came off in this show particularly, but uh, Jay Lethal's so much better than everybody else at this point. Like, you can tell how good he is. Although, again, like, the other Special K guys, even though they're kind of interchangeable for the most part, like, they're all fun to watch. They know their gimmick. Like, they always have the numbers, so they always, like, one guy will distract the ref, and then, meanwhile, a guy... From the outside springboards in and attacks like they're all like all over the place but they do the gimmick really well so i like that and um, and it works for this ring of honor because like commentary kind of filled it out that there's like no disqualification there's no count outs it's all referee discretion right so the playing up the well there's a bunch of special k members out here but jim Cornette's out here jim Cornette can probably handle mm. three or four <laughs> members of special k yeah i mean that racket yeah, that, the- that wingspan and that racket that's all you need. <laughs> Those are the I, kind of guys I that like... Cornette would really, really love to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh it's great to see. For me, I again filling in these like kind of blank spots. So seeing Briscoes wrestle more this style as opposed to the more kind of like grounded, brawly style that they that at least yeah. Jay maintained later on, uh, but the my big thing was the the doomsday device being done off the rope instead of just yes. off the corner the springboard. That's yeah. why the Briscoes like, are better than the road warriors. Yes. You like that's okay. I might, get, I, we might get canceled here for saying that. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's like on Twitter the other day we saw there uh, was, I don't remember. I want to say it was maybe a Noah show where he did it. Like he did a running the doomsday device, but he ran springboarded off the third rope from inside the ring and then like spun around and like caught the guy with the clothesline. Yes. So to be able to see Mark, you know, you're not restrained to like, oh, I got to climb the corner. It's like, no. Yeah. If he, if Jay's got the guy up, Mark can just like has to just be like at ringside and he can like just be from like anywhere. Mark's just a national treasure. I know we say it every week, Will, but Mark is just a national treasure. But yeah, yeah I actually have in my notes here. Yeah. 
Uh, Mark hits a top rope doomsday device, and that's exactly why they're better than the Road Warriors. Yep. <laughs> it's just math at that point, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Kyle, if you get a bunch of flack on that from, from the internet, I'm sorry. Oh, I'll point not them really. towards towards you guys. Don't worry. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm not that <laughs> way, so. um, but, yeah, ultimately, see so the springboard doomsday. Well, at first, they go for it on, uh, I think, Izzy, but he ducks and then poison Rana's, whoever shoulders he was on. Um, but they ultimately do hit the springboard doomsday device. And then they hit the Vegematic, which is owed to the Midnight Express, who is, you know, Jim Cornette's their manager. Um, I know this move as the death sentence that AMW does in TNA, but that's just me. Uh, but they hit that move, and then Jay hits the Jay Driller on whoever, I think it was Dixie. Doesn't really matter, I guess. Uh, for the win. So the Briscoes win their first ever Ring of Honor tag team titles here with Jim Cornette in between them. Again, just a crazy visual. Them holding the titles with Jim Cornette in the middle. It's just, yeah, I loved, I loved all of this for sure. Yeah, and listen, um, you know, the announcers say, yeah, this is just the beginning for the Briscoes. And obviously 13 title rings later, he's fucking right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so when this, when this match started, because obviously, you know, after Jay passed away and, you know, and obviously Jay we missing everything, you kind of going through all the Briscoes history. I'm like, wait, this match looks off. I'm like, wait, is this the match? Right. You know, I didn't I didn't want to message you yet either, too, because in case you hadn't seen it, I watched it a couple days ago. I didn't want to spoil it. I'm like, motherfucker, we just saw history. I was like, I just jumped out of my seat. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, this is 20 years ago. So. Crazy. I mean, there's nobody that's more Ring of Honor than the Briscoes. Like over as in hindsight, no, that's I sure. mean, insane. But um, I mean, listen. I mean, there's really no other wrestlers that are synonymous with the promotion like the Briscoes are Ring of Honor oh, in, yeah. in general. So maybe, or maybe I'm just biased, but I really can't think of any. No, I mean, unless you want to go like that didn't own it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Hulkamania. Yeah, I mean, Hulkamania was only half the time of, you know, that the Briscoes were in Ring of Honor, so seemed like fucking forever. Wow, for the kids, it's a but. crazy stat. Uh, speaking of Ring of Honor, we got two guys that also represent Ring of Honor here. We got Homicide and BJ Whitmer facing off in a fighting spirit match. <laughs> you might be asking, the fuck's a fighting spirit match? Well, uh, you can win by pinfall, submission, knockout, or a 20 count count out. So it's basically a, a normal match, but now we have count outs is basically the thing. Um, but they put over the fighting spirit element throughout the match. And this match took me by surprise. It on paper, this red is just kind of like a filler match, like a whatever match. But man, this is this is probably match of the night for me. Homicide. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude. He was hitting on all cylinders then too. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't do we uh <laughs> um, another guy, I mean, especially the way he wrestles, you know, his lifestyle, that motherfucker hasn't aged a bit either. Like you see him wrestle today. He can still fucking go. He looks the guy yeah. same, you know, uh, sure. real quick. So for that anniversary riot show, uh, Kyle, that you watched, I haven't listened to that episode yet, but did they show the full riot on the clip that you watched or did they kind of cut that out? Not only did they show it, they showed it twice with different oh. angles. <laughs> Really? <laughs> like 20 minutes worth of just watching a riot, which is interesting. I yes. swear, I, I think I had that on VHS 20 years ago. Yeah. I, I remember that being uh, a big thing back then. That was, uh, that was nothing. So, so they, fi- 
was this a riot because of a wrestling show? Well, it was it was a kayfabe riot, from my yeah. understanding. Gotcha. Julius Smokes was involved, who was managing uh, Homicide. But that was like the big thing. Like, I, I'm sure at the time, everybody probably thought and they were trying to put it over as like a shoot thing. Um, and it felt like one, too. I mean, watch it. It, it, was, it was well done. But ultimately, some, the guys that like instigated the riot ended up becoming characters like Julius Smokes and I think some other guys. Um, Grim Reefer might have even been in that. Oh, wouldn't who, surprise me. Who could forget Grim Reefer? <laughs> uh, Grim Reefer's not in Special K. I mean, it kind of fits the gimmick. You could probably slide in there and nobody would notice. Um, <laughs> Maybe he didn't hit the hard stuff like Special K. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this match. No, I love this. I'm a yeah. I'm a big homicide guy, so I, I love this match. BJ Whitmer with a with a ponytail. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know him as. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I know he's bald now, right? I've seen yeah. him at a few AW, like as a judge for the pure title. Not a, don't see him anymore. Yeah, my oh, my no. introduction to BJ Whitmer was a uh, he was Cheeseburger's tag team partner. Oh, so that's like way later on when he's like feuding with the decade and stuff like that. Right, right. He's there for a while too. Um, so I'm like, oh, he's got his hair. I'm like, oh, he's got a ponytail. It's like wet looking, gross. That's 2003, man. Long, wet hair. The more wet you are, the better, I think. Yep. Steve Carino. (laughs) (laughs) With the world's longest promo. Oh, Uh, we got. Yeah. We are going to lollygag through that for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, but all bullshit aside, I'm with you guys. I, I love this match. These two have great chemistry. Um, and say what you will about a BJ Whitmer, the guy can take a fucking ass whipping. I yeah. mean, a couple times I'm like, how is he like? I mean, obviously we know you know he has neck issues. Obviously later, and you can see fucking why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My first memory of him is uh oh, what do you do? Punk, CM Punk, uh, German suplexed him outside through a table, and right. uh, yeah, they had to was, call the match off. Yeah, yeah, and then you know oh, go really? from there. Again, I think it might have been a kayfabe thing, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, Tom, you got to keep in mind too, in, in our era of Ring of Honor that we're watching, BJ Whitmer puts himself through tables head first. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess no, this... he's an incredible in ring talent. So, I mean, uh-huh. it's like they're both they're both experts on their craft. Yeah, I mean, and at this the, point, the we got the cop killer, all about it. Mm-hmm. Homicide's great, man. 2003 was the year of Homicide. I mean, this dude doesn't miss him this year. He's by far no. the, I mean, with the matches with Steve Carino and among others, Christopher Daniels, he just has great matches after great match. Um, Even like the show before this in the Rexplex at uh, Death Before Dishonor, that uh, I think a four-way with these two, Moff and uh, Cabana, that was, if not the best match on the show, certainly number two. or Yeah, or, the, that's match of the year candidate type stuff yeah. that, that was fantastic um but bj whitmer at this point bj whitmer is kind of like like he's a good wrestler for sure like he's had some good matches but he's st- he's like missing something at this point i don't know if it's character or what but i feel like this match really put over bj whitmer i mean he lost this match ultimately but the crowd was chanting bj after it which uh, I, I assume they were chanted for him, but maybe just, <laughs> just, maybe just like blowjobs. I don't know. I don't know. People well, you can't see me in the crowd, so you don't know why they're chanting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I mean, you guys said it. BJ took an ass kicking in this match. I guess that's the 
fighting spirit that they're trying to put over. I mean, fucking homicide he, hits the cop killer. In, he got back into the back into the rant, like the 18 counter or whatever. Like it was yes. just shy of the of the 20 count. You have all the refs out there checking on him. Like Right. That was after the cop killer, which I guess I don't know if it's true or not. Commentary said that nobody had ever kicked out of the cop killer, which I believe. I mean, it's a very protective finisher. Too, yeah, um, I'd still be laying there. <laughs> yeah. That happened to me in 2003. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, cop killer gets a two counts amazingly. And BJ, like you said, rolls out of the ring. The refs are checking on him, makes it into the ring at the 19 count. Um, and before that, even, I mean, he had gotten hit with a headbutt from homicide that busted both guys open. <laughs> looked like a legit headbutt, looked brutal. Uh, BJ's just has blood running was. down all his face. <laughs> yeah, I, I guarantee it. Um, I hate headbutts. Tope's another um, thing that I, I I really dug about this show is I don't know if it's necessarily that the counts were fast, but it felt like the refs like counted with more of a purpose. Mm. It's not like what a lot of the wrestling you see now is where it's very obviously like it's gonna be a one, it's gonna be a, there's so many that it's like I swear to god that ref hit that that mat for that third count, but they're saying nope, he, he was good, so it's like hey, right. you're the ref, right? Love a good, love a good ref cadence. Anybody that's not Nick Patrick in WCW is okay with me. Um, I hate, yeah, I'm with you. I hated him from the '90s on. Oh, the hand, I hate it. <laughs> I never understood that. <laughs> it made no sense. You can never hear it. Like it's sometimes he doesn't even hit the mat. Oh, he stinks. He might have been the only guy in the NWO I didn't like <laughs> in the '90s. It's <laughs> fair. That's fair. But yeah, speaking of wrestle, yeah, I mean, and people have an age, Paul Turner, you know, in a yep. couple of these matches. Yeah, look at that. I mean, the motherfucker looks, you know, just the same. So I, I was looking for Todd Sinclair. I'm like, where's that? Son I know it's, it's <laughs> weird. It's weird watching Ring of Honor without Todd Sinclair. So um, he's probably at a buffet somewhere. How <laughs> <laughs> dare you? Respect the Sinclair. Um, I'm not and saying anything. People in the crowd he didn't still do is it. to this day. <laughs> He got real thin at one point, too, and then he just, like me, gained it all back. That happens to us all. Yep. I feel you. With a little extra. Um, but yeah, really, really stiff match here. Um, pretty brutal suplexes from both guys. BJ hits a homicide with a German into the corner. Um, dragon suplexes, power, like it was all like one combo, like a dragon suplex into a power bomb. Uh, homicides throwing out his topes to the outside into the barricades. Uh, ultimately, though, the BJ hits his wrist clutch exploder for a two count. Um, then homicides able to fight back and hits an ace crusher off the second rope, rips his elbow elbow pad off and hits a brutal looking lariat for the win. So homicide gets the win. It took a lot to pin him, though. I mean, BJ just kept kicking out of everything he was throwing at him. But ultimately, uh, his body gave out on him and homicide wins. So, again, again, great, great match. I remember yeah, this I being mean, very like all Japanish type match. It was a very J- strong, yeah. style, strong yeah. style match for sure. Um, and, that, and that's saying a lot with the two matches we got coming up. I still think this might be match of the night. You know? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed this. I was like, I, I at least when I was done, I had to take a, I had to take a break. I was like, wow, that was that was awesome. I'm like, yeah. they're going to beat that. So with what we got coming up, too, I was like, so, yeah, I loved it. So these two have got, I mean, you look at these two, I mean, they're polar opposites, you know, if you look at them. But, I mean, yeah, they had great chemistry. So I loved it. I know it's the 14 times, but. Um, 
But you know, people listening, you might be thinking, well, how do you follow that? Yeah. Well, how about you throw what eight, at least eight of the most indie-rific guys going <laughs> inside a steel cage and just let them loose? And that's what we got here. We got a scramble tag team cage match. We got the. Well, I was going to say real quick before that, though, um, Homicide did get jumped after the match by Karina. That's very true. That's very true. As as Homicide was leaving, going through the aisle, Karina attacks him. Yes. You're saying that, that he's still bitching about in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming from somebody that uh, has a lack of hearing, I, I get where he's coming from. So. Did you also get slapped by Homicide really hard? I did not, but uh, I'm 40 oh. percent deaf. So I feel I feel for Carino that he that deafness sucks. So if it was homicide, I might have uh, wouldn't recommend it. I, uh, yeah. yeah. If I was Steve Carino's size, I would do it Yeah, myself. Yeah, no. That's true. Yeah. I but God, I mean, but, but Carino, I mean, Korean, that, that looked fucking brutal. He had a chain, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and it looked like he was like pounding his head into like the leg of the barricade. He was like kicking his head into the. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> an ear for an ear, bitch. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a very blonde Steve Carino, which we will obviously address for about 45 minutes later. So, boy, howdy, I got a lot to talk about Steve Carino. But before that, <laughs> before. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry that, to interject there, Kyle. Uh, no, yeah. no, that, that's Steel very cage important. Scramble. I, yeah. I liked that because you couldn't win by escaping the cave, that they just put like the props up in the corner. So it's like, we just wanted to do crazy shit off this cage. The only yeah, purpose this cage served was, to, yeah, like you said, they had platforms on each corner of the cage so that people can jump off of them. <laughs> it's like, okay, sweet. And then the people that you book in there, you could see why, too. Teddy Hart, Jack Evans, oh, SAT man. for sure. Um, Teddy Hart, woof. Why was, <laughs> or meow. I mean, obviously the, the main event's the main event, but. How much time did they use to set up the fence and then have to tear it back down? Yeah, I mean, obviously that wasn't in the in, on the on the card, but you remember that, um, Brendan? I don't think it took a ton of time. Uh, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure they did an intermission while they either set probably while yeah. they set it up. But I think this is uh, the first think... match after intermission, right? Yeah. So I don't think it. I don't think it took a time. It definitely breaking it down took uh, a lot less time. Right. But. uh yeah, I don't remember. Well, I like, like how too like, it, it doesn't have the door for like people to get in and out, so they have to like swing the whole like wall of the cage open <laughs> to like let people in. It's very, I love indie cages. It's and my people favorite. Are just, people are just people are just opening it up anyway. Yeah. It's like this this fight spilling to the outside. Who cares? Inside, outside, on top, underneath. I mean, this is just chaos. This is this is what a scramble match is. It's it's the epitome of a oh, scramble. Yeah. It's just people flying everywhere. I, I, I definitely feel like uh, that the the special K group got to like the members in this match got to shine a lot more than their, their compatriots yeah. earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we got special K taking on SAT versus the new heart foundation, which is Jack Evans and Teddy Hart, uh, <laughs> versus the carnage crew versus the backseat boys. So all of these guys have kind of been fighting each other in various scramble four-way bullshit kind of type of matches. But now we're just going to throw them all in a cage, let them loose, see what happens. Um, and they have like a war games type of stipulation here where two teams start yep. and can't, then a team... Can't win until everybody's in. <laughs> yeah, and then every three minutes a team comes in and they, like you said, can't win until everybody's in there. Um, and right away I noticed the platforms on top of the cage and I'm like, okay, somebody's going to do some crazy shit. And that's... 
I mean, guys, just just hit me with your your favorite spots from this match because it was impossible to take notes on this. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. just hit, hit me with what uh, what caught your eye in this one. Jack Evans double moonsault. I'm going hard right away. Ooh. You never saw anything like that at this point. He, I'm pretty sure he was the first guy to do it. So if, I mean, if there's ever else, time oh, to do it. It's on top of a cage with a platform on it. Oh yeah. Just tailor made. I mean, I mean, yeah. How many times do you think Jack Evans was dead? <laughs> this well, was Teddy, the start of it. <laughs> Teddy did a similar thing, right? It did like a corkscrew moonsault of sorts off the top to the outside too. Yeah. Um, I don't think yes. he realized there was nobody at first, nobody standing where he was about to jump too. <laughs> it's almost like Teddy Hart's a crazy piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know. It just sucks that he's a fucking nut job. I know. I've seen so many great Teddy but, Hart matches live, mm. and just knowing what a piece of shit it is, or he is, just look. I love cats too, but he takes uh, you know one level yeah, too yeah. too far. I think. Yeah, I'm not bringing my cats to the ring. I, I was I was I was clutching my pearls towards that spot towards the end where that's like, are they gonna like pile drive this guy like off the corner? I'm like, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, they're gonna kill somebody. <laughs> mm. Cards crew, man. Um, also, commentary, uh, commentary putting over that uh, Teddy Hart just had a banger match with T.J. Wilson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who, yeah. Uh, that's right. Tyson Kidd. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Samoa Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did mention. This, yeah, I had my notes here. The special K did that double Spanish fly off platform. That was really awesome. I was uh, that was like my first thought when I saw the platforms. Was like, okay, who drew the short straw and is taking a Spanish fly off the top of that thing? Because that was nice. I, I was so grateful that people are there to like break that fall. Because I'm like, they are not going to just straight up uh, drop somebody. Like, terrifying. You talk no. about pearl clutching. I was like, oh my god, this is this could go wrong so many different ways, but. SAT were great at it. I mean, they were the innovators of it. And then, yeah, they did it on Jay Lethal, by the way. Hydro, who was, you know, very competent in his own right. So if there's any three people that could do it, it was them. And still nutty, though. I mean, it was probably one of the craziest things I've said. Almost crazier than the double moonsault to the outside. It was just nuts. Yeah. Um, They're still going today, too. Uh, SAT, oh, yeah, they're still killing it. Yeah. Obviously, Jay Lethal is, too, obviously. So, yeah. Crazy, crazy how time works sometimes. Yeah. Right, Will? Jay Lethal. Still killing it today. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> remember, remember the one time he did that? Um, oh, by the way, Teddy Hart at one point gives <laughs> his own partner, uh, her and Karana, off the top of the cage to just throw oh, him yeah. onto a pile of bodies. <laughs> this is just insanity here. Um, people get thrown Jack into Evans the cage. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jack Evans just, just flipping. I think this is Jack Evans' debut, I it believe. It is, yeah. Um, and he, he showed out for sure. Even just the stuff not off the cage. I mean, he was doing these corkscrew moonsaults from a standing position, which is like so foreign to people at that point. So he was that, nuts. Uh, that, that, that got me more excited because they had said like special case, more of like a high flyer things like, all right, so they're going to be able to use the cage. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, Jack Evans. I'm like, Oh, it, it's about to pop off. <laughs> this is what he was born Wait. for. Yeah, we got the backseat boys too. We haven't mentioned those guys. He so was Trent. What was, who was Trent that? Acid, Johnny Cashmere. Yeah, yeah, they were they were pretty big around this time. Uh, they were a hell of a tag team. They they just it, there were two guys like you look at them, you're like, all right, you know, these guys are a well oiled machine as a tag team. 
They had really good moves. Yeah, yeah, really good chemistry with each other. Very good chemistry, yeah. And Trent, too. Trent, if he didn't, like, he got in trouble later in life with drugs and everything. Like, he'd still be going today if he didn't, unfortunately. Because mm-hmm. he was really good in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, it's just um, unfortunate. That was like 2010 he passed, right? Yeah, Somewhere yeah. Like really unfortunate. Wow, yeah, like yeah. He, he had star potential for sure. He definitely um, did, yeah. But uh, ultimately, though, the Backseat Boys end up winning after uh, the Carnage crew hit their second rope spike pile driver onto Angel Dust. Trent Acid breaks up the pin, and then they're able to hit the T gimmick onto Hydro for the win. So the Backseat Boys get the win. Uh, I guess I, I would assume that would make them the number one contenders for the tag titles. Um, or maybe in the, they're in the top five, the f- top five rankings. Who knows? But uh, Backseats get the win. Big ROH chance afterwards. It's, again, this is the epitome of what a scramble match should be, I feel like. Just insanity. Let these guys loose. And uh, it was very entertaining, for sure. Do they Do they show the aftermath of the scramble cage, or did they cut that off? Because there was off. stuff that, yeah. uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that happened afterwards for the uh, live Do crowd. Tell. Do tell. So uh, this is where the first like real big thing that Teddy Hart really ever did. Mm-hmm. Like it was supposed to be like celebration for the Backseat Boys and everything. And then everybody goes to the back. And then Teddy Hart started climbing up the cage. They showed this in started... the documentary, didn't they? Yeah. In the yeah, Teddy Hart they... documentary? Started doing moonsaults off the cage, climbed right. back up, threw up off the cage again, <laughs> and uh, the carnage came out again and legit just threw him into the barricade. And uh, I think he gets up and actually like jumps off and does another moonsault off the cage, and then he apparently got thrown out of the locker room afterwards. Like uh, so, so, this dude was just doing moonsaults off the top, off the cage to the ground, like with just to like... into the ring or something like that. Like he was taking away from it was like right after the backseat one. So it, apparently, it was yeah. un- described as pretty unprofessional. I do. Remember. I think he I almost tried to jump onto no somebody way. else that didn't know he was coming too. So. Yeah, because I, I knew there was a Teddy Hart situation in this match. I thought yeah. it might have been like he hurt himself on the. Moonsault to the outside, but I guess it was the aftermath, which Yeah, yeah, it was all the aftermath. Life is just a Teddy Hart situation. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that guy's still around. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh well. Good luck, Teddy Hart. No, this was cool. Like like this this was a lot of fun. Like I I'm a big tag team wrestling guy, so just Oh yeah. Just the fact that like like Brendan saying like we're saying like these tag teams are great, these tag teams are great, these tag teams are great. It's like I'm, I feel more inclined to want to watch more stuff like this to see more of like the backseat boys, the oh, Carnage yeah. crew, yeah. see more of these these tag teams and factions that I didn't get to see. Yeah. Kind of post because I was watching wrestling at this point, but just what was on TV. Like I didn't grow up in a wrestling hotbed, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. <laughs> yeah, they, those guys are always reliable for an entertaining. It might be a spot fest, but it'll be it'll be entertaining. Um, Carnage crew too. They were anytime great. Jay Lethal takes the pin, I'm a, I'm a happy fellow. <laughs> that's so. that's the one thumbs down on this match, yeah. Carnage crew were pretty different too than like everybody else. They were, you know, the brawlers and everything. They weren't real high flyers or uh pure wrestlers. So they really 
for me anyway, they really stood out from the pack. Mm-hmm. No, they yeah, were a strip club. So Tom, Tom, why, Tom, why don't you like Carnage Crew? I don't know. They just rub me the wrong way. I, I mean, That's the point. How do you want to be rubbed, Tom? <laughs> I want to, you know, give me a little you know, spit on it first, and you know, no, wrong talking. That rub, bro. Yeah. If there ain't smoke, you're you're not doing it Tom, right. You're gonna spit on it for the cow that you're jerking the nipples off, or what? Well, yeah, of course, yeah. So, I got I got a cow question. So I was this actually came up last night with my wife. I was like, oh, what did I say? I, I thought udders were like penises, right? I thought there was just like a big like thing of like a lot of penises, but that's probably the bull that has the penis. Well, right? if you ask Tom, yes, if you ask Tom, that's pretty much what it is. You're just jerking off a cow to get milk, right? Get it all over your tits and which I replied, your poor wife. <laughs> have you ever Anyways. seen uh, have you ever seen Kingpin? Yep. Where uh, he he says he he milked the cow, comes with a bucket and says, oh, I milked the cow. You know, no, it took yeah, a real long time, but here it is. It's like, oh, we have a bull. <laughs> Drink it from the bucket. Oh, shit. Wait, Kyle, did you, say you haven't seen Kingpin either? I have not. No. But now I think I want to. <laughs> it's Woody Harrelson Her- Her- and Bill Murray at their fucking peak. Oh. Yeah. There was... I don't remember what it was a commercial for, but it was a there was a commercial in like the early mid nineties where that was like the punchline of the joke. The guy's like, "I'm gonna go out and milk this cow," and the old like the old like farmers are like, "And they're like, should we tell him it's a it's a bull?" <laughs> that is very funny. I'm probably late to the party on that joke. The shit but you I, could put I on like the the shit you could put on TV back then. Although I have seen Jackass number two, where they made Steve-O drink bull semen, so that's oh. close, right? Yeah, I'd say that's uh, in the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of bull semen. Uh... So better than olives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so question. you and your wife were talking about Kyle's cow. I want to kind of figure how this conversation ended. Well, no, I was try- I was wondering because I've never seen cows have sex. Right. So I was kind of wondering how that worked. Oh. But I think they like kind of just do it manually. Right. Yeah. Like humans do. Yeah. So. Bulls, uh, they, this, I don't know how I know this, kind this of but mosey they, yeah. on up from behind and they got like the arms out, like, woo. They hop on, do Is their business and move on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do. And maybe that's why, you know, it doesn't happen as often. Like, you know, <laughs> woo That doesn't, yeah, it's probably not the best noise to make. <laughs> that doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in a, in dairy farmland. Like that was the big thing. Like in the area I grew up was like maple syrup and a lot of dairy farms. So you see it all the time. You come up over the hill. Cows fucking. I like it. Well, I know what over I'm there, researching after this. Yeah. Um, well, I got a question for you guys. Who is your favorite NWA Southern champion? It's definitely not Lex Luger. Definitely <laughs> not Larry Zabisco. Um, I I just thought the, the I've got no idea. Is that is that what is that what this long ass promo was about? Because I couldn't make out what the guy was saying. <laughs> And he's just like rattling off names. I'm like, is yeah. this supposed to be about like the lineage of this belt? Like, I had no idea. So yeah, the whole thing is, I guess Steve, is it the Southern champion? Is, that, is that right? So, yeah. Um, Which is some obscure NWA title, I guess. But I guess Steve Carino is that champion. He comes out wearing that belt. That's any NWA title. <laughs> um, well, so Steve Carino is like, he's basically shitting on the ring of honor title because the lineage so far is, Samoa Joe, who's in this match, so he's kind of just poking at him. 
uh, low key, who is Steve Carino's tag team partner in zero one, I guess. And Xavier, who he's like playing it off. Like nobody knows who that is. Um, well, I should, I should say who's in this match. So it's Steve Carino versus CM Punk versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe. So a very star studded four way match here. Pretty much the four top guys in Ring of Honor at this point. Um, Steve CM Car- Punk and Steve Carino look way too similar for me. Like they look right. like they could be a tag team. <laughs> yeah. And they were pretty soon after this, actually. Mm hmm. Um, or like they're like the cousins, right? Like Steve Carino's like the older cousin who's like, stop copying me. And Punk's like, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> you, did, you didn't have some dude yelling at you to die on your way down to the ring. What the hell was that? Brendan, was that you? Were Where's you yelling that? at CM Punk? No, no. I had hair back then. Yeah. Oh. Nick. Uh, okay. oh, I want to remember that. Oh, you said it before. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Nick, yeah. Nick something. Yeah, Ooh. he really hated CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah, was, uh, he, that wasn't the first uh, show I saw him yell at him. I hope somebody's <laughs> tracking that guy because that is a that is a red flag scheme. Right, that's a if big it, red flag. Yeah, it's, it's like, hard. Sir, we got you on tape. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a non-title like, match. Kudos to say, Punk too. just like kudos to Punk for just like looking at him because I I'm I'm looking for like the whisper like do do good like. It's <laughs> it like he was staring at him like how long is he gonna do this? But he stopped. I had a uh, right? he's got the customer. The customer service look where it's like, you bet, guy, you just <laughs> keep going. I had a, uh, I used to collect like wrestling MVs or videos or whatever back then. And I had one that ended with that clip on it of him <laughs> just screaming, die, die, die. That's just uh, potential for sure. For sure. It went uncomfortably long. It's like, cause it's like, it's going to keep going as long as he stands there. I'm like, he's just standing there. You want to talk about uncomfortably long. And this dude is just like, yeah, I mean, all in from the time the entrance entrances started to the time the bell rang had to be like 30 minutes because you had that. You had that. Yes. And then you had Steve Carino's introduction, which is a thing he's been doing at this point. He brings his personal ring announcer, Bobby Cruz, who would end up being the full time guy. Um, and he's basically because he's wearing the NWA Southern Championship. And he's like, like I said, he's shitting on the ring. That was Bobby title. Cruz. Yeah. 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 Sure that was, was. His- Carino had his Son own brought in his own guys, so he had his had his, his young boys, boys with him. Yep, uh, um, a, a Japan wrestling cosplayer. This Steve Carino is. Let me tell you, <laughs> Steve Carino Ichiban at that point. Oh God, <laughs> asshole! Uh, but he's yeah, so he's he's basically saying the Ring of Honor title doesn't mean anything, and this match is non-title, by the way. He's saying the Ring of Honor title doesn't mean anything, which obviously irks Samoa Joe, the Ring of Honor champion. And he's like, the NWA Southern champion has been held by many greats. And then Bobby Cruz proceeds to run down seemingly every person that's ever held that title ever. Um, just when you think he's done, the, the, he just keeps the other people guys. in the ring are like laying down and like oh, Joe is laying down, taking a load yeah. off. Like I at believe one point, at one point, uh, I don't know if they show it, but I believe Joe yeah. is taking pictures of Daniel. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Daniel. Yeah, he was taking the camera guy's camera. He was filming stuff. And so uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to chuckle at the Lex Luger thing. Cause this is like six months after he killed Elizabeth. Oh, is that so, why the crowd booed him so yeah. hard? <laughs> yeah, it was super fresh. I was like, this might be too soon. Oh, wow. That yes. makes a lot of sense because everybody oh. else got like a smattering of applause and then Luger's go. was like, wow, I have a feeling it wouldn't have been that bad. Like if it was six months before that, he hadn't killed Luger. But 
you know, the ROH fans don't seem like uh, crossover Lex Luger fans, though. Either. Right. Uh, Actually, this is just popping in my mind, no. Brendan. Um, were you there? Was, was the Rexplex where Jeff Hardy made his debut in Ring of Honor? Oh, yes, it was. What the <laughs> fuck did Jeff Hardy do to you? Uh, I I wasn't even one of the people. I was laughing. Don't lie to me. My ass off when he. You were chanting. You got fired along with everybody else. I know you. were. I was definitely chanting. We want Matt. That's for sure. Okay. I was front row in that uh, that one. You instigated it. You piece of shit. I didn't didn't do. Willow didn't do anything to you. We got we got to bring we got to bring bring up the tape. We got to zoom in on Brendan. See if he's you know he's chanting. I think the only time you can see me uh, because I was like in a corner is uh during the carnage crew match i gave uh masada a chair which he <laughs> my chair and it, which unfortunately he got put through right away but you, you just don't help anybody no, nobody puts brundy in a corner yeah, <laughs> yeah. they had to stand for three matches <laughs> yeah action step consequences man let me tell you um but yeah all the uh all the people that have held that title get listed off by bobby cruz takes forever um, but eventually ends eventually. And, uh, by the way, also Steve, Car- another problem I have with Steve Carino, he's his weight. He said his, his weight is announced in kilograms, which just makes him an asshole to me. I don't know. That just, <laughs> that just made me really mad. Just, he comes out to streamers and the young boys. Oh, I'm a Japanese wrestler. <laughs> Fuck off. Which I don't even know. Are they, are Japanese? Well, he's a jacket. And he's like, the yeah, mask. He's the jacket. He's like the mask. Uh, he was, like gets like caught up in his hair and he's like he was full time and big big deal in zero one at that point. Oh, uh, he's a zero. Steve <laughs> Carino is just one zero he is, huh? Uh, That's something. Is it, you know, the Steve he's, Carino He's uh, a fan of the drawn out yeah. entrances, isn't he? Oh yeah, uh, yeah he's done not, this before. That's not changed. Well because yeah. in mine and Tom's twenty thirteen, whenever he inducts Matt Hardy, it's always like, Oh my god, is right. he gonna <laughs> shut the fuck up? Like <laughs> So um, there was a there was another one. I, I think it might have already passed or not. Where he did uh, he did his entrance and he he was fighting CM Punk, and he mm-hmm. all the and he's talking about uh, his thing was like the great wrestlers that he taught or that he patterns himself about, and all Real of them, men. yeah. But all of them are you could tell are drug addicts and drunks and everything. <laughs> and then Punk comes out with his list and he's like, here's a list of drugs I'm never going to do. And it's yep. another like 10 minutes of. Uh, and then the drugs. crowd like pops for the drugs that they like. <laughs> yeah. Marijuana. Woo, but then Zyrtec <laughs> gets like nothing. Yeah, yeah seriously. What the hell? Do we, do we ever get a reaction any, now? Yeah. Do we ever get any Steve Carino Samoa Joe matches at all? They were supposed to have one. I don't think they ever had like a uh, uh, a singles match, yeah. but Joe versus Punk two was actually supposed to be Joe versus Carino, and it got changed uh, a week or two before that because Carino mm. got pulled from the show by zero one. Okay, I see. Yeah, that's surprising. I guess Carino had never faced Daniels either up to this point, so there was like a big build up for that. Like the, it was a four, it's a four corner match. So at first, you know, there's two people on the aprons, I guess, waiting for tags or whatever. These metaphorical tags. Um, so Carino and Daniels face off and then Punk Pearl Harbor jobs uh, Daniels, which is a fun way to start this match. But then the match hap- happens ultimately, finally. Uh, pretty fun stuff here. I mean, it was it was four top level guys. So it's not like the spot fest that a lot of these 
four corner matches generally are. But I thought it was fun. It, was, it had a fun pace to it. Pretty good drama. You had a, a bunch of different webs of storylines. Like Punk and Carino had their match at the last show, which ended up being a draw. But then they ended up kind of being friends afterwards. And they they, they, they kind of work together in this match. But it, there's a ton of miscommunication. So it's like they're not meant to team up with each other. And then you have the Prophecy and the Second City Saints are feuding, which is obviously Punk and Daniels are the leaders of those. And then. Joe's the champion and everybody wants his title. So there's a lot of different interwebbing things here, but match itself. I don't know what you guys think. Any, anything in particular catch your eye about this one? Um, of course, the more Joe dives over the top rope. I mean, cause I mean, a guy his size should be doing things like that, but over um, the top too. Cause he always does a suicide dive, but he like leaped and did like a spin over the top rope and did like a trust fall onto everybody. It was crazy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And listen, this is like Will had mentioned earlier, the commentary really, you know, helping the, the history, you know, oh. for someone that wasn't familiar with this whole situation. So, um, yeah, this this is a lot of fun, you know, unless it's four superstars, you know, doing what they do. So it's just hard to imagine that Christopher Daniels didn't get that Ring of Honor title until like 2018. Right. There was a, he just came off a, uh, a match with Samoa Joe, I think it was like two months before that, where it was like the, at that Glory time, like the biggest, yeah. Do you remember the, you just watched that one? Yeah, not too long. It was a few months ago at this point. Do you remember yeah. they rang the bell early? Yes. That it was, was a like guy. Angel Swings or something. Yep. That was, uh, the guy who rang the bell early actually went to uh, high school with a whole bunch of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what it, a fun niche guy to you know. You could see. Yeah, you could see uh, the ring announcer screaming at him right after he did that, too. <laughs> I need to have him on the podcast. Yeah. thoughts on that. Uh, I think this match, like, live for me didn't really, like, hit. Only because, like, the stuff beforehand, I mean, everything combined was, like, 45 minutes, 50 minutes. So it kind of... I think I just got like tired, tired it out after a while. Probably the intro, right? Like I get yeah, the, gimmick, the intro. But also the intro it's like, was fun, but yeah. yeah, by by the time the match started, and you know, it was it's like, yeah, it's brutal to it sit just, even just watching it. It was it was tough yeah, to get through. Yeah, it's a long segment without like a uh, break in between. Yeah, I had to break. Yeah, I did. I had to break it up too. So I watched the intro, and then I just turned it off for the match started. Like. I'll watch this. <laughs> you know what? I don't even want to watch this match, actually. <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't do that live, so. <laughs> no, yeah, you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I, had, it, I had it running. I, I got up, walked around a little bit. No, they're, they're still talking about Steve Carino. Okay, I can come back. Went to college, got a degree. Yeah. <laughs> I had a family. I grew up. <laughs> Went to college. It was still going on. Still going. Yep. Um. But yeah, fun stuff here. The Obviously. ending, though. Did you like the ending? Big fan. I was of really curious. So I had, I had a, uh, I had like the like the results up, just in case I missed like names or whatever, and just because I'm not going to recognize a lot of these people by sight. Mm-hmm. So I was really curious. I'm like, it's four corner survival. Why does it say two people won? And it's funny that you bring up that Punk and Carino had a draw. Mm. The last show. And now they both get a pin on the same guy, and the ref isn't just like, "Ah, you both are covering him. You can't do that." It's yeah, you both win. <laughs> Everybody wins. Except Daniels. You you win. You win. You get a pin. You get yeah. <laughs> yep. A uh, double Northern Lights. 
from Carino and Punk onto Daniels, and they both pin them, and they both get the win. So kind of further out, I, I guess they're because they had a match. And, it was and a neither draw. of them were happy about it. They're both like, this is stupid. Right. But they're like kind of working together, but also like are kind of dicks to each other. But they're kind of, like you guys said, they're like kind of the same person. So it's like they're like butting heads in a way. So I think it's, it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend thing, too, because both of them didn't right. like Daniels, like Punk and Daniels is building. And, you know, Carino and Daniels had been building basically since like the first or second show almost. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, even... The sun, even the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> fucking oh, John Walters, Theater School One Hundred and One. <laughs> so, let me just. So, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, like, I'm gonna read my lines. Now you read your lines. And I'm gonna read more lines to you. <laughs> the way this presented just made me laugh because, okay, so we got the Field of Honor, and in Block A, the finalists are gonna face at the next show, I believe, which are Matt Stryker and Xavier. So they're going to face off to, to win block A. And it's after that previous match, it cuts to them just face to face in a hallway, in a dark hallway somewhere. And then I think it's Gary Michael Capetta like, is doing the commentary, like behind the camera. Like, oh, uh, that done 11, 28, that these two were going to face each other. Like he's doing his ring announcer thing that he used to do. But it's just so cheesy and it's so hilarious. And neither guy's like, they're like oh, uncomfortably like, close. It's like, j- just fucking kiss already. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just staring at each other, not saying anything because so. GMC can get his lines but in. I but. love that line that when Xavier's like, "You're nothing." He's like, "I'm a champion. Like I've got like the the, the history. Like I'm a proven yeah winner." Oh, sun shines on a dog's ass. <laughs> it's like that's that's a good one. Okay. But it shined on his ass three times because he beat you three times, Walters. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, I know you beat me three times, but give me another match." And Xavier's like, "Okay." And that's where we're at. So I guess they're going to face each other again. Um, I forget. Yeah. Was there like a stipulation they said, or is it just going to be? Yeah, a it was match? a fight without honor when they had their oh. uh, last match. So they're Ooh. basically so the no holes barred. So the code of honor doesn't apply. You're saying so yes, they, they don't yeah. have to shake hands. That's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> tawdry. Um, fight without honor. So there's no disqualification. Like there already isn't perfect. <laughs> tribal combat. I think is what the match is going to be. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Chicago street fight. Yeah. Texas street fight. Elizabeth street fight. Keep going. Well, Chicago street. What a, what a, what a, what a loss though, that, uh, there was no retort to the sunshine on dogs assholes. And you go, yeah, water's wet, you know, (laughs) I'm going to use that phrase. I'm going to find situations in life to use that phrase and just confuse everybody I talk to. Um, but they also hear what we got. We got some Rob Feinstein here on our screen. Quick little seg. Quick little little seggy here. So he's uh, announcing Ring of Honor's first ever double shot weekend. So it'll be 1128 and 1129. There'll be two shows. One show will be main evented by Raven versus Punk, which from my understanding is their final match. Um, A lottery from hell match. Lottery from hell, not a cage match. The lottery from hell. Clockwork Orange House of Fun. No DQ. The whole smart match. Um, so that, that's a thing. And also, and then the, pre, the next night on the 29th, Homicide and Steve Carino are going to face off in a no rope barbed wire match, which sounds pretty nutty. I've never seen that. So I'm sure that's, that'll be a 
It's a treat. Quite something, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've had some it's bloody not... ass fights before, and now it's that yeah. part to the mix. Yeah, um, that's that's uh, I I would recommend anybody to watch that one. That was a hell of a match. Can't wait, can't wait. But you know what else is a hell of a match? Brian Danielson versus AJ Styles in the main event of this show. And this is for the number one contendership trophy. Now, Will, right? You said you didn't see this match. I didn't get to watch it all the way through. Well, I strongly recommend it because I, I saw the first really like ten minutes. That, oh yeah, it's, it's still it's still queued up on the TV. Like it's gonna it's happening tonight. Right. And good. I just assumed I'd be able to get through a match before we started recording, and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, but yeah, Brian Danielson's returned here because he's he hasn't been in Ring of Honor in like five or six months at this point. Um, was he bitten in Japan? I think Would it you... was England. He went he okay. went over to to uh, on a uh, he did like the uh, All Star Wrestling, whatever the Regal tours used to be, or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, so it's not because like he's hurt. It's, it's not because he's hurt or anything. He was just a, no, no. He okay. literally was just like over, over in Europe wrestling, becoming a better oh, Brian Danielson. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, real quick, actually, I forgot to mention when uh, they're announcing the dates, but I guess on the twenty eighth show, uh, they're having AJ style AJ and Joel versus uh, the Briscoe brothers too. I was at that one. That's right. I actually uh, won. I won tickets to that one. Hell they, yeah. they mentioned there's a previous Brian Danielson versus Paul London match, which, you know, could be addressed at a later time. I've never seen it. Kyle, so I think that's already happened, Kyle. So you've seen that, right? Great match. It's a uh, mm-hmm. it's either two out of three falls or an Iron Man match. Um, that was, I think that was the last match he had had before oh, this man. one. Yeah. Um, what is that's the, the first I match forget. I remember ever seeing Dueling Chanson. It might have been the first time that ever happened. Right. Do you remember what the so, show was called, Brunton, by any chance? Uh, it was like based around that match. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you look, I think it's on YouTube in full, I believe. I could be it's wrong. It's not about at that. our best. Uh, something. It was something like, yeah. I think it was like in a June or something like that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was a fantastic match. It was like a decently long match. I think it was two out of three falls, but it was. Yeah. Amazing. And I think that I think it moves on from that. Like it was a number one contenders match. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, how yeah, London yeah. gets his title match and goodbye against Joe. Right. Spoiler. So, <laughs> definitely recommend it if you haven't seen it yeah. before. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk more about that off air, so I'm going to say right now. So, Hell yeah, brother. Um, but yeah, Brian Danielson's back. Gosh, man, he's just... First of all, you guys said, I mean, he hasn't aged a day since yeah. 2003. Um, but also, man, here he's just so like... I, I love like the charisma is coming off. Because I remember back in the day hearing about Brian Danielson and everybody's like, ah, he's just a bland vanilla midget. He has no charisma. But, but God damn man, He's talking shit to AJ throughout this entire match. Definitely the if, crowd. at the crowd, too. What did, what did you tweet? What um, the fuck do you know about pro wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Oh, thank God that dick. wasn't at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was um, ready to ask. I'm like, Brendan. Was it you? Were you no. were you talking smack during the main event? Hell no! I would never talk smack to the, either of these guys. Because um, I know a, I'm sure AJ's yelled at his few his share of fans as well. Oh, we yelled a few things in this match, which we can touch on. <laughs> um, but um, so, like, I, I see this on paper, and I'm like, okay, it's gonna be like a very fast paced, very uh, high impact type of match. 
But ultimately, it ends up being so like there's one point in the match, like in the beginning, AJ backs Brian into the corner. But then Brian, like instead of a clean break, he hits him with like an elbow, like a cheap shotish kind of elbow. And then like the whole, whole tone of the match changes. I feel like this whole match was like very gritty and like very aggressive. Like it wasn't there wasn't fancy moves particularly. It was just really stiff and really just like there was like urgency and it was like very intense. And intent oh, behind everything. It's chippy. Like there's there's that yeah. one move where it's like, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, kick me. Is that as hard as you can kick me? And he kicks him in the head and knocks him out. Like, <laughs> so good. These are two um, guys. I feel like they they re- the way they wrestle and the way they uh, fight. You know, they they feel like they're bigger than they are. If that makes yeah. sense. Like no, for you sure. See that they can go up against bigger guys, and it's absolutely believable. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd see, like you'd see him in a barb, like oh, pff, whatever, I can take it. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're laying on your ass. Like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a nice ceiling. Thing. It's always the small guys. Yeah, they're beefy. Uh, I really like the spot where it's, it's, oh, it's the feel, right? Because it's like they're not heavyweight wrestlers per se, but like they carry that heavyweight, yeah, stature to them. Like, right? They there's that there's that level of charisma and confidence and just like the acceptance of the crowd. It's like, this is like the main event. They like, know how to, like, yeah, they know how to these make are the everything. big dogs of this yard. Yeah. I mean, the, the atmosphere in the beginning before these guys even locked up, I mean, they were dueling chance, the atmosphere of this match in particular. I mean, I don't know if Brendan, if you remember specifically, but it, oh yeah, this was, never, yeah. people were uh, clamoring for this loud. Match. Me too. Excited. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, two of the best guys in the world at that point, why wouldn't you want this match? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it spilled outside quickly. And like Will said earlier, it got chippy in a hurry. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And I love how Daniel shin, that shin breaker on the barricade. Oh. And like zoom in. It's like these guys' knees busted open. It's like, that's uncomfortable. That's, like that's, that was a sharp you know, barricade. You wanna, <laughs> like, you want to, you want to, you want to, you know, gig the forehead or whatever. It's like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. We've all seen that. But it's like, oh, dude, like, cut the fuck up out of the dude's knee. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those. I, um, and then uh, Danielson tar- uh, ties um, Styles' uh, arm up in the cables and starts kicking the shoulder and everything. So Right. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Brian attacks AJ's arm throughout this entire match, whereas uh, AJ ends up suplexing Brian to the outside, and Brian kind of tweaks his knee, and this is when it sparks him, dropping his him knee first onto the barricade, really just ripping him into the barricade, just brutal. Um in the ring, like I said, AJ's like kicking Brian in the leg, and Brian's like, "Come on, AJ, hit me, you pussy!" Which is just <laughs> funny to hear Brian Danison talk like that. I don't know why. Um, kicks him in the head. Brian's these forearms he's throwing, like he's trying to knock his head off. One off the second rope, just a flying one, then a flying headbutt by Brian for a two count. Um, also, it's a really impressive like deadlift back suplex off the second rope onto AJ from the apron. Um, that's that's a big chunk of the match here. Ultimately, uh, Brian has AJ in an arm bar that AJ fights out like while Brian still has the arm locked and kind of hits a Styles Clash like a like a half a one, but then picks him up and hits a second big one, and that gets the win. It really had to fight for it too. It really had to struggle for that Styles Clash, which I liked. But and then that's kind of what this whole match felt like. It felt like a struggle between two guys who wanted to kick the shit out of each other. And ultimately, AJ wins. Uh, new number one contender. 
but I felt I felt like both guys came off like stars ultimately. So big fan, big fan. Well, that's the, the that's the cornet like kind of methodology, right? It's like it should feel like a fight. It should feel like mm-hmm. a real struggle. Do you think Jim Cornette's presence here influenced this match at all? Hmm. Like maybe he was talking I to him backstage. No, I like I wouldn't know enough about like what their other matches in this time were looking like to mm-hmm. say one way or the other. Yeah, I don't because I didn't know yeah. how involved Cornette was in like the booking aspect of Ring of Honor. He wasn't at this, time, at this point. He, he was on air. Yeah, he was. He wasn't involved for a few years, I believe, in the uh, in Ring of Honor booking. He just at that time he was just taking outside bookings. Right. Have these two faced each other before Ring of Honor? They have. It's been a while. I want to say okay. it's been at least a year since these guys yeah. faced. But their their first match was awesome as well. So, um, I mean, shocker. Yeah. yeah no. Spoiler alert. Um, I, I think it was an O two, and it was one of the better two thousand two matches for sure. So, another yeah, one I'd recommend for sure. Just two of the best in the world. I mean, literally, just I mean, and to, still to this day. Yeah. You know, yeah. Still, you know, obviously AJ has kind of slowed down a little bit, but. You know, but he's but, just uh, modified his style. It's yeah, good. You're, yeah. you're working that WWE style. You don't have to go 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and like, you know, so Kyle, we kind of talked a little bit in, in the DMs, but I mean, AJ Styles, I mean, he bet on himself. You know, he had the, you know, he was in WCW, he was in WWE. He's like, nah, man, I'm, you know, I'm going to go tour the world. And, you know, he got back there 14 years later, but what a yeah. fucking run that guy had. So, yeah. Already in TNA, already been the TNA or the NWA champion in TNA at this point. So he's already kind of solidified his place there, but he's still in Ring of Honor. They're still bouncing back and forth between, you know, but. Yeah, they hadn't pulled everybody yet. Right. That wouldn't be till like 05, 06 or something, I think. So. Um, yeah. Uh, no, actually, um, it's only a couple of months away because they pulled them all after the uh, Rob Feinstein uh, scandal, which is maybe like oh. two or three months away. When, oh, it's that uh, close. You know, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. LOL, I thought you said 18 is only <laughs> <laughs> four months away or something like that. I remember it was right before uh, a big show. Right. So it might even That's be crazy. closer. Yeah. Well, I'll keep an eye out for that. Jeez, I didn't realize it was so close. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just makes that well, Rob Feinstein promo they, earlier that much more <laughs> cringe. And they're both, so, I mean, obviously they're younger, right? Because this is 20 years ago. But yeah. it's like. Even then, like they both look so young, it's like if Daniel Bryan now was telling somebody, "Hit me harder, you fucking pussy." Like, <laughs> okay, but it's like this kid's like twelve. Yeah. Why is he? What, what's his issue? Bryan's <laughs> probably only like twenty-two at this point too. He started at eighteen. He was signed at nineteen, and in our uh, WWE, he had the Shawn Michaels he's, he's got elemental his plain deal. blue gear. Yeah, he's doing the goofy like crane pose where he's not wow. like super balanced, so he's kind of like wobbling all over the place. Dude, yeah. I need I need bald Brian Danielson. Like, I'm so sick of this this goody two shoes, blue tights, white tights guy. I need maroon tights. I need bald. I need pasty Brian. But the you know, beard is coming. Cattle mutilations. Yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me, Daddy. Cattle sex. I don't know. What were we talking about earlier? <laughs> um, <laughs> is that how they mutilate cattle? I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's some stuff in the end. We have <laughs> Colt Cabana segment. Good times. Great memories with the Carnage crew. I did. I kind of zoned out during this. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts. At the strip club. 
So that at the strip club poem was actually pretty funny. Oh, go check it out, people. And then, uh, you know, Cor- you know, Jim Cornette's uh, getting all lippy with Samoa Joe, and then yeah. Samoa Joe just happens to show up. But uh, Best ending to a Ring of Honor show that I've seen so far. It's, uh, yeah. Jim Cornette backstage with the new tag t- tag champs, the Briscoes. Gary and Michael Capetta's like, oh, Jim Cornette, well, aren't you worried about Samoa Joe? And then Cornette's like, ah, that, that two-bit Hawaiian coconut eater, uh, you know. Then he's talking shit to Samoa Joe, and then. Samoa Joe's on the other side of the door and then Samoa Joe walks into the locker room, closes the door behind him, and then you hear a bunch of scuffling, which <laughs> who knows what he did to Jim Cornette. I'm not going to ask any questions. Talk about yeah. cattle mutilation, yeah. but uh... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that. I just have that right, clip of you doing that. We, they had the they had that bit backstage, right, where he's like, you know, he's just kind of talking to the camera and Joe's like, shut the fuck up. Right. I'll give you an answer later. Oh, he's he like, gave well, him his no, later, later, <laughs> end of the show. <laughs> you don't even have to watch the Brian AJ match. Just go watch that segment. Um, but ultimately, uh, after that sodomy commences, that's the show. So yeah. main event spectacles, 2003. Any, any other thoughts on this show overall? Anything we missed? Uh, no, I, I really, really enjoyed this. I mean, Kyle, thank you obviously for having us on. Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. Everybody, but, uh, you know, I just kind of wish they would have cut five minutes off that Steve Carino promo and given it to yes. the main event. Um, <laughs> it was a tad short. Like when I was watching like the time, like before that, I'm like, oh, wow. Or, or like Styles and Dancing, you get like an hour? Mm-hmm. No. But, I think this uh, might be the shortest show they've done so far. Okay. About, about two hours, 45, some, somewhere like that. Yeah, but no, it was great. I mean, it definitely hit a second, you know, a second gear after, you know, the Briscoes match and, uh, there wasn't a, a bad spot on it. Obviously, the, the Matt Stryker and Justin Credible were kind of the downer match. But that was super solid. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I loved it. I really enjoyed this. So, thank you again. Yeah, man. No, this was this was fun. So now, because now I've seen like this era of Ring of Honor, I'm, I've seen because I've kind of like when I first got into Ring of Honor, it's kind of around the around ish, a little later than where Tom and I are at now mm-hmm. on Ring of Honor Revelry. But it's like so like that kind of Ring of Honor, and then I really got into Ring of Honor when. The, they brought back the pure tournament and they did like the, the pandemic era, the bubble ring of honor. Right. And yeah. I got mm-hmm. super into it there. So like, I even tweeted about him. Like how, like the camera quality for the show is way better than like what Tom and I are watching now. It's like they got money <laughs> and shit got worse. What happened? <laughs> don't know, man. Don't know the audio too. I know there's a lot of like a, current independent shows. Like the audio is always awful, but this, this one wasn't great either, but it was a little better than some other modern yeah. companies. But it was a real treat. Like I said, like with, there was a handful of people I knew, but there was a lot. Lar- most of the people on this show I had not seen before, maybe I had heard of before. So it was a mm-hmm. it was cool to kind of go back and like you know I hear Brendan and I hear the Wizards talk a lot about like the the Jersey guys and stuff like that. So they'd be able to kind of get a slice of that. Right. It's yeah. Cool. Matt, Matt from the yeah. Shining Wizards is not a big Special K fan, so don't go to him for any. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that one day. <laughs> yeah, this is you know when I think of Ring of Honor, this is definitely what I think of a lot is uh, you know uh, this era of Ring of Honor because this is when you know I watched pretty much from the beginning, but this mm-hmm. is when I started going to their live shows and everything. And really falling in love with the product, like guys were coming into their own, like the Punks and Brian's and Joe. His his reign was, even though it was a couple of uh, 
good amount of months into it, it was really like flying on all cylinders. So mm-hmm. this is a this is a treat. That's for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, th- yeah. This, is, this is an era where they're definitely ramping up for some really good stuff coming in 04, yeah. but they're definitely figuring stuff out at this point, which is interesting to see. You can maybe say that they're uh, have having revelry in it. They're re- revel, revelry. Oh, the revelry. Yeah. 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 But if you people listening want to revel in some stuff, you want to revel in Ring of Honor, I suggest you go check out the ROH Revelry podcast on the Shining Wizards Network. Oh, come on now, come on! Stop. Didn't even see it coming. Where can? You, but first of all, appreciate you guys making oh. the time to uh, check out the show and come on talk about it. Where can everybody find you and taste your delicious voices? Anybody want to go first? Well, Tom, if you want to go into the Shining Wizards Discord, Tom posts where he walks every night, oh. so you can figure out exactly where Tom is. Now's the time to strike. Uh, but. We are on wherever you get your podcasts. We're in the uh, Visionaries Global Media feed as well as the Shining Wizards feed. So plenty of great shows on both those networks. So subscribe to both of them. Uh, You'll find something that you like. We are not super active on the Facebook and Instagram yet. Kind of still figuring that kind of stuff out. But Tom and I are both on the Twitter uh, at at ROH Revelry. yeah, it only, it only, Again, like it only took us to, a year and a half to even get Twitter, not, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's largely a shit post account, but when I'm on there, I, odds are I'm going to some semi shit post or I'm going to like ding Tom about something or. But we do have a pinned tweet because uh, we, we do a bit, our, our question of dishonor. Uh, Brendan sends us a question every week. But uh, if you want to submit a question, it can be about anything, it doesn't necessarily have to be wrestling related. Uh, Rob from Untanking the Territories uh, always sends like he sends like the head scratchers because we gotta like work a little mm. bit to get to answer some of them times because guys were like who would be the fire marshal in Ring of Honor it's like what is he <laughs> that's when I realized I was like you know these don't really have to be about wrestling like listen to all mm-hmm. these Rob questions oh you're gonna get a bunch of lollipop questions now from me so. <laughs> I know anybody that listens to this yeah yeah ever since you guys started taking the pin tweet questions I was like shit I really gotta step up my game. <laughs> and uh it's it's okay i mean and there's plenty of time i mean tom and i are only at 2013 i mean there's a there's still a lot of ring of honor to get to at least we haven't figured out what, haven't figured out what we're gonna do when we get to the when there's no ring of honor like are we just gonna jump are we just gonna like do what you guys talking about ring of honor on honor club right oh well, yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> hashtag not my ring of honor ring of honor elevation hashtag gotta right? watch it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> And uh, all of suck. Uh, All right, we'll stop the recording there. (laughs) Once again, thank you to Brendan, Will, and Tom from the ROH Revelry Podcast, from the Shining Wizards Network. A couple of great, great boys. Always, always a good time. Well, it's the first time I've had them on. Uh, But I guess still always a great time with them. Definitely we will be bringing them back. Uh, Good old time. Talking some Ring of Honor from 2003. Go follow them. All their info in the description below. The Shining Wizards Network is a just, it's a gem in podcasting. Very entertaining stuff. Follow me at Apron Bump if you want. Don't blame you if you don't. And yeah, I think that's about all, Daddy. Why, why keep you, you know? I mean, unless you want to hang around, which. There's this huge spider outside my window.
I don't want to like turn my camera around, but like that's a thick ass boy. It's got 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 some spider web action. It's man. I hope there's no way I can get in here. Now it's just like I feel like I'm making eye contact with it. I guess I can stop recording now, huh? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. I'm gonna go um do some moon salts off a cage and then puke everywhere. So uh, but other than that, have a great day, everybody. Bless you all. God bless America. God bless Special K. I am hard. Yeah. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Send you stronger, prouder, and I guess let's get started. It's the hardest. Talk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is.